This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Miri Kennett of Sargatanis, Justin Stormstrider of Marlboro, Rez Decibels of Sargatanis. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Buskerin's Druthers. Do the happy songs of the Starlight Festival bring you down? Did you spend all of your life's fortunes away at the Gold Saucer? Do happy faces on child orphans make you unreasonably angry? Well then, you need to come down to Buskerin's Druthers and ignore your relatives with a tall, hearty ale. We ain't friends and we ain't family, but you'll always have a spot at our bar. Come drink your misery away today. I don't get it. Ascalia. Holy shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. A special fan fest edition of Limit Break Radio. We're here to talk about one thing and one thing only. The fan fest that just happened out in Japan. This is exciting news. We, of course, had some obvious announcements that were coming, some surprising announcements, and some that have just been up to, left open to wild speculation, Boy, which is the we. best kind of speculation. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here today on Limit Break Radio. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, So I guess some of you have noticed that the on-screen chat is not working. I guess I am told that this is a problem, not just exclusive to our channel, that this is a problem actually with many channels on Twitch. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and assume that it is uh, most likely a problem with... Uh, night dev, or, or we're trying to do a show on Christmas and the world is saying, "Dude, no." Yeah, well, that's true. This is bullshit. If uh, if you ever wondered about the dedication level of the hosts here at Limit Break Radio, this job really sucks. You should probably have some idea now after that <laughs> Look, try. I'm specifically. sorry, Ascalia, that you don't want to spend time with our Limit Break radio <laughs> family, but some of us appreciate our listeners. That's right. We do appreciate our listeners. Thank you guys for joining us and for hanging out on Christmas. Now, whether you're joining us as a family, because maybe you might be the coolest family ever. <laughs> Dysfunctional. Or maybe you're joining us to escape your family. That's fair. I'm that You're probably I, not alone. You, you're definitely not alone. I'm doing the show to escape my family. <laughs> that's nice. I'm sure that's what you told him, too, when you left. It's funny because it's true. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope oh good. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you for joining us here at uh, Limit Break Radio. Yes, of course, we're talking about the 2016 
Japan Fan Festival, and uh, there sure is some exciting things to talk about. There's an, a very energized section of this community uh, that I'm seeing. Now, it, it really is unfortunate that our on-screen chat is broken this week because, like, our chat room has been lit has been lit just the entire since the stream went up. Everyone's just been going at each other. There for all is, the days for our chat room to be just like on fire. Christmas I know, Day. I know. I know. Christmas Day. Uh, but uh, thank you for so many of you for joining uh, joining us here. But there is so much to talk about. And you know what? The excitement surrounding specifically the Red Mage announcement drop is what I guarantee you what is uh, what's that's some of what's driving people here. But here's the thing. So, you know, this show is a call in show. We do allow you to call in Limit Break Radio on Skype 810-515-8715 Limit Break slash Discord if you want to call in uh kooky is not around today oh maybe our parents died by driving off a cliff last year and we have nothing better to do than watch you you know what that's actually probably uh uh not a bad thing to do was that aaron edge i think that was yeah did he just send us in a, a christmas donation yes one year after wishing death on his family that's correct man we've come so far i know <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks so much for uh, for joining us here today. Uh, oh, good. I forgot to mute my phone. Wow. All, all sorts of shit today. Look at that. Merry Christmas. I know, right? Um, so anyway, no, this isn't an actual like full episode of Limit Break Radio where we would get into the news and everything. But the thing is, is that we do want to take your calls. We are here to take your calls. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord is uh, how you can reach us. However, here's the thing. Normally... Uh, we have Kooky, who's right. kind of acting as the go-between, or we would have Juxta, who would be on the phones. Uh, we have neither of them today. So we have, for the first time, Escalia is uh, manning the phone deck or womaning Woo. the phone deck. Wh- which is it today? Take your pick. Okay. <laughs> Whatever makes you smile. Uh, is womaning the phone deck. All right. Phone decks today. And uh, is uh, is ready to take your calls. So do you, you do you know how this process works? Uh, they, they say they want to call, and then I send you a message saying they want to call, and I call them. That's exactly it. And and you just call them and, and leave them down. And when I'm ready to talk to them, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll make them audible. I, I, I like it. Why does he juxta complain that this is hard? I don't, I have no <laughs> idea. That's very weird. I mean, look at how easily, look at how easily we worked this out. This took two seconds. We got it on the job training. I was actually (laughs) worried there for a second because I was like, oh, shit, we didn't work this out before we went on air. And then I was like, oh, damn. Okay, well, this is the easiest thing ever. Yeah, fortunately, this isn't hard at all. Yeah, I do have one question. Uh, Which account do I let know that wants to call? Um Whichever one you want to let call first. Well, no, do, do I message you at which? Account? Oh, oh, the the uh, the the LBR and Euro account. Yeah, cool. there you go. Uh, and yeah, make sure you're signed. Make sure you're signed on not to final encounter cast. But to yes, uh, okay. remembering that Juxta screwed that up, I decided to check. Yeah, that may be important to know. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us here at Limit Break Radio. We're ready to take your calls and we're ready to battle it out. We want to hear who you guys think is going to be the next job because we did get confirmation during uh, the festivities that there is only two jobs coming in Stormblood. And 
the t-shirt hint that we got at the next job not nearly so obvious as they usually are (laughs) it was a spider-man t-shirt it was and this has led to some very rampant and bizarre frankly bizarre speculation clearly since sam raimi directed all three of the first spider-man movies samurai which sounds like sam raimi must be the new job okay nika <laughs> oh i was doing and my happy impression actually from reddit too by the way oh my god it's way ugh. too clever for nika to come up with yeah there's I f- no way that's I what figured, it means uh, well i was like there's no way she knows who sam raimi is there's no way she <laughs> that that was that was the dead giveaway is i was like no she doesn't know who directed spider-man get the fuck out of here i just refuse to believe that yoshi p went from well scarlet witch seems like red mage to that one, spider-man was directed by sam raimi which kind of yeah. sounds like samurai right yeah so uh this is gonna be uh an interesting couple of months until the uh european fan fest i i really uh am excited about this but i really want to hear your guys's speculation Merry Christmas, you glorious peoples. Hella tired from streaming till 2 a.m. last night. Anyway, Samurai confirmed. Samurai not, not confirmed. confirmed at all. Taco Tuesday, how can you say that? It's not at all confirmed. Anyway, I, I thank was you. thinking Blue Merry Mage. Merry Christmas to you, too. I was thinking Blue Mage until what you said out before the show, and now I'm on board with you completely. Okay. I, so I think you've got it. So, all right. Um, we're going to start with uh, some of the uh, key information that, uh, that started off the keynote. We have an official tentative release date of June 20th, 2017. Pre orders go on sale January 24th. Coming very up, quickly here. Coming up very quickly. Come on. Yep, collector's edition will contain the game, the uh, Amano box art, an art book, car decal. Car decal, that's pretty cool. Car decal, well, 15 was so popular. Car decal. Fine, sure. Uh, A cloth map, Xenos figurine, as well as as in-game items such as uh, Sildrum mount, as well as a Bart's minion. And also the chicken knife. That's, you know what, that, I, I disagree with the way that that, minion is named that should be the butts minion. the butts minion the butts minion <laughs> i think the, i would i would get it for the butts minion that's alone. the butts minion for sure anyway uh so yeah grab the uh collector's edition if you want to spend an outrageous amount of money spider-man is a photographer by day new doll photography job prompto class confirmed oh my god damn it mr jack <laughs> stole that from me uh, I like it. I like it. Thief 75, please check it. Yeah, Damn. Not a Thief 75. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was pouty. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, Hoser 99. <laughs> uh, so it's been confirmed that Nobuo Uematsu will be working on the main theme, and it is about 60% done. I'm going to guess that since Nobuo and our good friend... Our our tight compadre Susan Calloway uh, have that they've worked so so well together in the past that th- we will most likely hear the return of Susan Calloway for Stormblood. It's which so is nice that we can say exciting. our good friend Susan Calloway and not right. have to be lying. We are not lying. Yeah, Usually that's, we have to lie when we say stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's not. That's that's barely even an exaggeration. No, no, we're like besties. It's kind of weirdly true. <laughs> I don't know. Picture that she posted with uh the uh the pianist for from fan fest and also with um 
Mr. Primal himself. So yes, I did um, see that. Yeah, stars. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, I actually saw that when she posted it to her private Facebook, but that's okay. So did I. Ah! Me too. Oh my god, we're such nerds. <laughs> Listen to the name dropping that we're doing right now. Right, right, oh, this very so instant. It, the the smarm is just oozing on you can if you touch your earbuds or your speakers whatever you're listening to this on you can hear the smarm from <laughs> all of our voices you can touch it it's coming it's, through the speakers palpable. right now yeah it doesn't taste very good either <laughs> oh put it in your mouth oh i'm sorry uh anyway uh so yeah the the theme is about 60 percent done that's exciting i really want to hear the theme um oh yeah which but. then actually kind of follows the way that Heaven's Word uh, was kind of done because uh, Susan's version, like Susan's Heaven's Word track, wa- it came out l- way later in the promotional cycle because at first it was that it was that like, it, it was just Dragon Song or not was it called Dragon Song or it was called no it, Heaven's Word originally wasn't I'm it? I'm not sure it w- but it was that it was that sort of like operatic yeah theme that that yeah, sort of yeah. kicked it off right it's what plays at the beginning of the video right yeah yeah exactly uh so we have finally red mage confirmed juxta not here to celebrate i know it's Did i'm you see his vine though no wait what a vine or, they're or, gone that is fine whatever just his little video that he posted on on our facebook he's like out working so it's like almost it's completely dark out. He's in his car, and all he's doing is yelling, Red Mage Hype! New main! <laughs> like, just freaking out. No, I didn't see that. Yes. <laughs> local, local madman outside pizzeria won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> as Pretty if bad. there was any doubt. Like, why was he that freaking out that much? Like, there was... there was. Oh, I love that there was some part of his mind where was like, I've been hurt before. <laughs> you I'm know not, what it is? I this is Square even though he was wrong about it being a healer, I think that he's never wanted to be more wrong in his life, and he's just that happy about it. That's that fair. That's, yeah. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so let's get some uh, information here about Red Mage. It will be a magic DPS that switches between uh, melee and range. And, and I have to say, as much as we talked about, you know, like Red Mage has always been a hybrid, and we're like, there's no room for a hybrid in this game. For some reason, none of our minds went to the idea of a hybrid ranged like melee right they found a way to make it a hybrid class yeah. without violating the a t- hybrid class right they haven't violated the tenets of the, of the three uh the great to tr- be fair to be fair they just took the three types of dps and mashed them all into one <laughs> sure sure if that if that kind of i guess it i guess that qualifies fuck it why not it's both physical and magic melee and just magic ranged <laughs> It, it, you know, it's true, but it just that seems like a really cheap way to get around that technicality. Uh, it, I don't know if it's cheap. I think it's like, what else were you going to do without completely altering your game? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so it uh, uses the rapier style sword and a crystal medium, which I don't know, kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, the astrologian uh, weapon. Kind of. Like, like the way that it was held and it was sort of floating there. Yeah. It kind of like floats around behind them, I y- saw. Yeah. Well, on it, it uh, above one of the hands, right? So you've got the one hand that's sort of like in this parry, you know, this parry style. And then the other one is sort of held out with uh, this crystal medium kind of behind kinda. them. 
yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The, the way that maybe. it turns into the staff though and goes back and forth. I'm sorry, but that is so cool. It's that is so like cool. I'm so jealous about, about that weapon. Now. That is pretty fucking cool. I I, I have to admit. Because uh, you know, because staff was a big part of the way that sort of like red mage functioned in eleven. Red mage cross class abilities from BLM and DRG. <laughs> uh, I don't. Oh God, yeah, you got to love your dragoon to get blood for blood for your red mage. Well, they are, a, dude. They're adjusting a lot of that. Yeah, it's so hard to talk about cross classes because we don't know what they're planning to do. To yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, with all with all of the uh, the the system revamps and stuff that uh, are supposed to be coming with uh, with four as well. You know, it, it it makes it almost impossible to 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 try to you know even guess that right and yeah and so like because we know that it's just going to be tank class or tank abilities dps abilities and healing abilities so yeah we have no idea which ones are going to be brought over uh let's see it uses a mixture of black and white magic though it uses its own spells right so it's not literally just getting the spells from white mage and black right. mage it's That's gonna good. have its own That's stuff good. yeah it should i i, I picture it's white magic being buffs I I mean yeah maybe I, I just I don't know like I, it does seem to me like a bit of a concession in the way that red mage has always traditionally functioned which has been literally to combine different tiers of magic from pre-existing jobs which is why it was called a red mage right to be fair it would be really really cool if they had some decent healing on themselves have to contribute to the discussion through donations because Callow equals salty kappa. <laughs> oh. At least give us more than a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. We only really see like about 60 cents of that. Uh, anyway, but yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it does seem to me like this, it, this has some of the fundamental problems that I would see Blue Mage having where, you know, yeah, you have a job and it's named Blue Mage, but it's not really like it, 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 it at its core is a FF14 job. Yeah. And not really like the past Final Fantasy jobs that you really want it to be. And I mean, I kind of learned that with Dark Knight. Dark Knight is a tank and it functions like an FF14 tank in the same way that you've got a bar of of management whether it's tp or whether it's uh mp you know kind of depends on which class you're playing and uh, you know what i mean like there's different management styles for different parts of it and and different um subcomponents of the jobs are uh are are different and unique but at the core of it you're really just doing the same thing that a warrior any warrior that's, it, but that's is true doing. of pretty much every job i mean you look yeah. at dragoon like obviously dragoon is different than what it was in 11 but it's different than what it was in any other game in the that's series tr- that's true it doesn't really or play like a dragoon in ninja besides mm-hmm. the jutsu stuff at least to me feels like they play very similar as well yeah i i mean and, it, and it'll be really interesting to see how this uh ends up feeling like it plays considering that it's a combination of literally all three dps styles uh so uh let's see where did we leave off here uh lots of uh positional movement to jump between meleeing with the rapier and uh casting at range that seems kind of cool i think i i kind of foresee like you have to like jump back and maybe like and fire yourself and then jump back in and attack with the sword that way or or then we saw them uh, using chain spell also to jump back, go to staff mode, and unleash like a burst of spells. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else get a Noctis from FF15 feel when they like warped into attack? 
I mean, a, hmm. a little bit, but I don't know. It just really seemed like a gap close to me. It just seemed yeah. like your your well, yeah. now, average said, gap close. What little they showed of it looked super fun. Yeah. Like, it actually looked like a ton of fun to play. And if, if your prediction about that Spider-Man shirt is not right we're gonna get to that we're gonna get if to that you're, right, you keep, dude, you keep hyping that job. up you keep hyping that up and i swear to god uh the the, one, the, the stream's gonna get be disappointed when we get there now the one thing that juxta was really concerned about with all of this like gap closing and jumping back is uh animation lock similar to what dragoon has to go through oh i hope they've learned their lesson from that please mm. even like even on dragoon the only thing that still has that animation lock is just regular jump yeah i would think that that's like a mistake that that you only need to make once please yeah, i mean we have uh, a ninja we have dream within a dream which granted you you know you jump up in the air and do all these different things but you're able to like move around as that's going off too so i would also hope that this isn't a, that that's a mistake they're done making yeah well please we can only hope uh something that juxta will be extremely happy about the uh pimp hat returns and like the whole of the red mage garb looks amazing it looks super cool it is very, uh, it is, I mean, that is very much classically a red mage. Yeah, it definitely looks like a red mage. And For if it sure. looks like a red mage and quacks like a red mage. <laughs> uh, and then we've also, uh, there's no associated class. The uh, job will start at level 50 and supposedly will not be unlocked in a Stormblood area. So what do you guys think the lore around red mage is going to be if it's not going to start in a Stormblood area? Because <sighs> the, the prevailing theory around where red mage was going to originate was going to be in Alamigo because we had seen Ilbert previously exhibit some kind of ability that looked like a red mage and fire ability so they could still it could still get its roots from alamigo i mean think about how they introduced the gold saucer right it was in uh ulda you meet someone who's been to the gold saucer all this kind of stuff so what if the you know person who teaches you red mage has came from alamigo out for some reason you know so it could still technically originate there even though we're not getting the job in alamigo proper that, that could be I, I if it's not coming if it isn't coming from alamigo i the only thing i can think of is like maybe because there's the lamia near limsa laminsa and we're getting that new beast race that's kind of like them maybe it comes from there but then where are they putting blue mage oh uh, yeah good question <laughs> where indeed probably in final fantasy 17 yeah there you go uh so yeah i i just i, I i'm not it, this it it leads me to have a lot of questions about the lore, and I hope I really hope at least for red mages that the lore is a little bit more connected and satisfying than, for example, the Dark Knight lore was, because I felt that that was like really yeah. It, it only really kind of served that story and you never really felt like there was a presence of dark knights well, anywhere else uh blue cloudy says you know what it's, it's really easy we have refugees they could do the whole nin thing over again because we are about to start like a, a full-on sort of war with the garleans in alamigo you don't think that that's already been a pretty well-treaded uh narrative path no no it yeah it has doesn't mean that it isn't a possibility but i agree i'd like to see something a little bit more original than that i don't know i might like to see like maybe if it's something from ulda where it's a new form of magic that's being experimented with mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be something that has existed for a long well, time because yeah that's the thing is that i mean i think it would have to because you have such uh such a a, a lore rooted history 
in the black and white conflict of magic right. that, that would be really interesting yeah that that uh, i'm i'm really curious how it actually bridges the gap and what that i mean there's got to be some kind of lore behind the crystal medium uh and yeah like it's it's that's actually kind of a revolutionary idea when you stop and think about it and how many wars and how many calamities have been fought over black magic versus white magic right oh yeah that makes the most sense because if red mage was a thing already in eorzea as long as we've used magic we should have heard something about it already yeah this seems kind of new like this seems like it might be a new thing yeah that's that's what i'm gonna go with and 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 i'm curious where its origins are gonna be especially if it's not in any of the new areas it's i mean it's got to be somewhere that we already know i would think uldar right that makes the most sense i don't are they pushing the boundaries of man like where is where is some out of the box thinking happening in terms of magic right now in eorzea that may be a clue. That may be some kind of idea where this Hangar's would originate. Crucible. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, you knew that oh, was coming. You. Oh. <laughs> uh, Callie, you're getting a, a finger wave that's at you right, right now. I'm getting, yeah. I could feel it. <laughs> I, he even knows the look that I gave him. I do. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, it, I, I think that there's a lot of really cool, interesting story possibilities that exist here. Yeah. And I also think that the whole red mage reveal now, I think that it's made up because we were talking back during, during our fan fest that we kind of felt like the whole red mage shirt thing, like, yeah, come on, we expected it. And that shirt's pretty straightforward. I feel like what we've got now kind of makes up for how lackluster that that tease was. how much of a gimme it was yeah yeah so all right we've got this second job so uh, the second job is as of yet unconfirmed yoshi stated that there will only be two jobs this time and he wore a spider-man t-shirt which what nobody really yeah, which means he understands what the hell that's supposed to mean. <laughs> it means one of two things. One, it means Yoshi uh, just wanted to be very mysterious this time. Or two, he's like, how is no one getting this? Yeah. Kind of, weren't people really uh, mind boggled by the 007 t-shirt as well? You know, it did cause a lot of speculation, but there was also uh, the gun that, yeah, that yeah. was brought out on stage. And the thing is, is that everyone... It, it, like what was it musketeer was a job or a class that had existed in the dance for like ever mm-hmm. all the way going back to 1.0 really? yep. oh yeah there was even a spot on the map in 1.0 for their guild yep. so like oh. yeah like that was that was the the uh, and the animations existed for gun use as well so everyone was kind of like it's gotta be guns and when they they did the 007 shirt everyone went okay it's it's definitely connected to guns now and that was sort of where that theory had gone but uh, spider-man is really that is uh, that is at a left field and if that is so many things that it could possibly be yeah and like if you go through like ff5's job list you're like well that could be half of them it really could it it, it could i i've heard i've heard speculation 
in so many different areas and like, so and like in varying degrees of mental gymnastics to get there oh totally totally the one that the one that you had mentioned earlier the uh the sam raimi yeah it was the director of the spider-man movies and so sam raimi equals samurai that's such i that's wow. such i mean that is mental gymnastics to a degree that i don't I don't know that I can even take seriously. Yeah. And I wish I, I, I sincerely wish we did have Nika and Juxta here to talk about this. And, and I, I'm, I'm interested to get their take next week when they, uh, when they join us again. But I mean, honestly, like it, uh, <laughs> that, that I, I don't know how you can draw samurai out of a Spider-Man t-shirt. I just I don't know. know. I'm, I'm actually this is the most excited I've been because now that we've actually got a t-shirt to it I feel more hopeful and concrete in my uh, beliefs that Samurai will not be introduced it makes me so happy yeah no I, I think that this sort of puts to rest like Samurai is done it's yeah. not it's I don't think it's happening. People have been sent around that picture of like the Spider-Man in samurai armor. Oh, oh like my what? Gosh. You mean that fan wank art? Like yeah. what the fuck? Come what could that on. be? Yeah. Come on. Give me a break. Yeah. The only way I see Samurai coming at this point is if is if Yoshi has been flat out lying about three jobs to really blow people's minds. I mean that, that I could see that I could see yeah. him kind of given a given a curveball like that, which would be cool. I would be totally in for that. But there's no way. There's no way it's samurai. No way this kills samurai to me. Like mm-hmm. the the Spider Man T shirt to in my mind, samurai is not happening for Stormblood. Yeah. So, so what, what could it be? Well, I mean, like I say, he gets his his powers from an animal. Maybe it's Blue Mage. Even that's kind of a stretch, but I mean, I, I could, I, I, I could see it. Would it would also be very poetic, introducing sure. like red mage and, and blue, blue mage at, at the same, same time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that they did kind of hint towards that in some of the, you know, some of the like holiday events in the past. Uh, the rising. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Kala, what's uh, what's your prediction for the Spider-Man T-shirt? Uh, I would probably have to go with Dancer because the one thing that I think encompasses Spider-Man overall is his agility. You know, how acrobatic he is, you know, aerialist-type movements. And the thing that he attacks with, I mean, you know, besides, like, you know, punching and kicking and stuff, is his webs, which I guess in a stretchy way you can kind of attribute to using, like, you know, flourishes and in, in, uh, in the Stormblood opening trailer that we saw, it kind of looks like that, that lady in red is like using her sleeves and stuff like that um i also like the blue mage connection you know he's been bitten by a spider gets his powers from a beast but that's also i think very very thin Mm. i I think everything's really really thin that's the problem (laughs) yeah yeah i i see i mean i like i I like cc decibels like if it was something called like acrobat like i could see that i can see that yeah I've seen people say, oh, well, it's definitely dancer because Spider-Man moves like a dancer. And it's like, I don't do it. I don't. He did that dancing in Spider-Man three actually moves like a spider does. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I my head canon is that it might be Beastmaster because Spider-Man 
is you know you have that connection with animals in the name yeah okay. it, seems, it seems like that would be a big hint and then you would get a job that's just as disappointing as summoner oh <laughs> see that and that's a problem because if it is beastmaster it's going to be my new main like right now red mage <laughs> is going to be my new main but if it is beastmaster i'll play that and i'm going to be mad about it oh, it's going to suck that's so cute you're changing off of dragoon oh absolutely i'm what? either switching to red mage or if this is beastmaster i'll switch to that Giving up Dragoon so easily. I stuck with it for what? Since two expansions? For two expansions. I yeah. think that's you pretty good. Fair. You know what's going to happen? He's going to go Don't. off Dragoon and they're going to add the pet. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to go, yeah, Beastmaster works so well, we can give Dragoon a pet. And then I just put a gun <laughs> in my mouth. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, man, I, 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 I just. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It would have been too obvious if you wore a Beast Boy t-shirt. I guess you would try and scale that back a little into Spider-Man, maybe. Like, Spider, the Spider-Man t-shirt reveal is one that really threw me through a loop. I'm very confused by that. I'm very confused by that. because all the t-shirts are usually kind of self-explanatory. Like, yes. Like, 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 like gimmies. Yeah, like, right? Batman. Pretty obvious. Batman was very obvious. Scarlet I mean, Witch, super obvious. We had a little obvious. bit of trouble with 007, but I feel like Yoshi felt like we should have got it pretty easily. Hey, he had the... Uh, he, he had even name-dropped the one machinist ever... Mastadio. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, in an interview before that. Yeah, we should have gotten that. And then really, like, Astrologian was the one that was just... Did he wear a shirt for that? I don't think he did. Because I th- yeah, didn't I he, didn't he reveal... He revealed those two at the same time, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So here's my only thing. I don't really care what the other job is, but it can't be a DPS because Red Mage is. If we get two new DPS, there was a census that they put out that already shows that like 60% of people are playing the, DPS classes. Oh, the queues would be the queues. fucked. Dude, they cannot put two new... I can't believe they're putting one new DPS in. That's the thing. Okay, so, so all right. If it's Dancer, you're going to tell me that... The healer? I, what? No, I, probably not. Maybe. I could see that. I could maybe. see... Maybe. Like a TP-based healer, I could actually kind of see that. Oh, God. Possible. possible. And that's possible. I mean, like, that's basically what Dancer was in FF11, except it wasn't that potent. You I bump want, up the potency. Mm, I want Beastmaster, and I want it to be a tank. Because, like, that'd be a cool new mechanic. Like, you get pets <laughs> to throw in the awesome. way of, of the enemy. That's actually kind of cool and something they haven't done yet. Um, And then your job would be a little bit more ranged. Like, you would, what, just place the... I would the thing is, you the would dodge more range, and you'd have to control the movement of your pet. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. I, yeah, there's, like, I don't know how it would work, is the thing. is I, I, I'm not saying... Now, the, the people who are jumping on me in the chat for, for predicting Beastmaster, that, I'm only saying that because of the shirt. Right. That's the only reason I'm saying that. I have no idea how, how the job would function. I think that would be bizarre. Uh, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, if, if they made Beastmaster a tank, that would be fucking weird. But... I just, I don't know how it would work. I don't know how it f- would function. I'm only going off the context right. clue of the t-shirt. I just, I just can't deal with two more DPS. Like, your cues it's, are going to be so be, messed up. It can't up. be two more DPS. It just can't be. I think I, we already got two new DPS in the last go-around with, between Ninja and Machinist, and cues were awful. Yeah, but guys, if you think about it, what was the hardest classes to balance of the new ones? It was the tanks and the healers. And if they want to go into an expansion not having to worry about class balances so much, and they're only coming out with two of them, 
I don't think that they're going to come out with, an, you know, another tank that's then going to put us down a healer or vice versa. If we're only getting two classes, I think it's going to be two DPS. No, oh, it but, can't do it. Can't, because a can't good chunk fuck of cues like right, that. A chunk of your tanks and healers will switch to those DPS classes. So those you're going to have even less tanks and healers I than you know, normally would have. I know. I'm not saying it's smart, but no, the, Square Enix isn't that dumb. That's the thing. How many times have we said that before? Nero? Square Enix is not that dumb. They can't. They there's no way that you could get away with putting two DPS into this game and then not fuck the cues for your game for like the first six weeks there's no way and you know you know you know that that's what reviewers would jump on too and if they're talking about making concessions like jump potions to 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 shut up reviewers like come on man yeah you really think they would pull the trigger on something like that that's just dumb that's boldly dumb uh, they made some dumbish decisions in the past, though. I don't know, man, but they make safe decisions when it comes to FF14. Okay, that's fair that they make dumb safe decisions. No, right, the, no, the, most of the decisions that they, yeah, okay, yeah, they're. I mean, when their decisions are dumb, they're also safe. Yes, exact. Yes. yes, exactly, exactly. So, man, I, I don't know. I'd love to hear from some of the audience if you'd like to uh, give. Uh, the show a call limit break radio on skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limit break radio.com slash discord that's how you get a hold of us uh we'd like to hear from you what is your speculation on the spider-man t-shirt reveal this is just fascinating for me because you're right all of them have been fairly obvious in the past and it's just been like especially even with the 007 one a lot of people you know had like varying degrees of like you know it's like agent but machinist was in there right like right. It was in the yes. fucking running right i don't even know what to properly put in the running for this this is fun that's what this no, is this, this, is, is, this oh, is fun to it's not fun. know it's fun but it's also aggravating as shit <laughs> it's, it's, we cast our official like guesses between the three of us oh i'm i'm sticking with beastmaster i'm i, I mean I, I think it's a it's a weird choice it's a long shot but uh, that's usually what i go for so i'm gonna play it safe with dancer i'm saying beastmaster tank don't go I'd with like don't go Beast with your Master heart. Tank. Don't go with what you want. <laughs> yeah. This is SC. go with what you think is gonna what you think Square Enix is gonna do. All right, the same way I handle the WWE. What's boring and stupid? Uh, I'm going. Yeah, it's got to be dancer then. Damn, don't pick mine. Sorry, that's boring and stupid. I'm sorry. So so samurai is done. I don't think as it's Samurai. As far as I'm concerned, it's dead. Sorry, Sam's. I think your I think your hopes for uh, seeing a Samurai in Stormblood is just it's it's gone. I I still do think we're gonna see a Samurai in Stormblood, but it's not gonna be this. I think it's gonna be no, one actually, of these things where he announces like the new job, and all the crowd's like, "Oh no, we want a Samurai." And he's like, "Okay, here's another video." No, the I think we're gonna get that. Oh no! Yeah, I no, think we're getting that. I don't. No, no way. No way. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Because that's what. Remember, we didn't think there was going to be a third job until like in the last moment. He's like, and third job. <sighs> I. Yeah. No way. I don't think so. I. 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 I don't. I, yeah. I just don't see it. I. I don't see it at all. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I, 
And what could be connected to the lore of of like that side of the continent either? Like, I, I, I Ooh, Zeno's has a great katana. That means samurai. I really don't think that that does. I don't think. Uh, I I agree. I think it's stupid. We, I mean, any of the Garlean generals, they've all had variant, you know, varying degrees of weapons. I wish Nika um, was here so I could tell her second on the number of gerbs. <laughs> also, potato juxta RDM, can I have it? Oh uh, yeah, that's a good question. Is juxta you know going to go back to Lalafell so he can be throwback juxta? You know what? I think that what I'm going to do for you guys is is maybe we'll do a little like fundraiser, and if you can raise enough money to convince me, I will sneak onto Juxta's computer when he's at work, and I will raise <laughs> change him to a Lalafell. That you would have be to awesome. wait until he has all the AF, so he'll oh, look the part. Yes. Oh my gosh! All right, let's uh, let's go to our phone lines. We've got uh, Zero Ash and Zari hanging on the line. What's up, Zero? How's it going? <laughs> Oh, it's going pretty well. Uh, thanks so, for thanks for calling Limit Break Radio, man. Not a problem. So, as much as I do not like this theory, I do think possibly we might see a second DPS class. No. Why? Why do you think that there's going to be two DPS classes? That makes no sense. And I agree. It makes no sense. However, we have three different healers. We have three different tanks. We have two strength-based melees. We have now coming in a third caster. The one that is not dependent at this time is ranged. We do not have a ranged one. So we have only two. Okay. Alright. Okay. I I see your point there. I see your point there. Uh, But what would the Spider-Man illusion be to if you were thinking ranged? If if we were to really stretch the range concept, Mm -hmm. I know Spider-Man can shoot the projectiles. For all we know, could be some weird bastardization of a grenader of some point. As I said, I don't like the theory. I honestly don't like the theory of it being another DPS class because as How, you guys have well, stated, one of one of the jobs that was floated around uh, uh like around the time that uh we were going into the European Fan Fest in 2014 was Oh my gosh. Chemist Chemist was one that was floated around a bunch, and that would be a ranged healer that would also use guns. Peter Parker was a scientist. I, uh, guys, I might have just got the connection. What? Um, all right, so question, really quick. The CEO of Square Inks came out on stage and like threatened Yoshi with a uh, with a gun, right? That's what I understand. What was that? Was that in the same? Uh, like keynote thing or whatever that they announced or that they revealed the Spider-Man shirt. I I don't know. I I honestly. Hasio was saying that Spider-Man is called a web slinger. It wouldn't be too much of a stretch. Gunslinger. I don't. But if you already have machinist, uh, why gunslinger? No 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 wait 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 gadget. Wait, hang on, hang on. Why go? Spider-Man if you were going to introduce Gunslinger and not Punisher, anything Death western no anything no like idea, man. dude anything like there's so many other ways to convey the idea of Gunslinger that's way too much of a stretch no fucking way I call bullshit I call bullshit maybe they're just putting Spider-Man into the game Maybe you're just Spider-Man. I'm a Spider-Man. Okay. I, I, I mean, look, chemist is a. a, a, a I think that's a stretch as well. There's just nothing that fits 
with Spider-Man. Spider-Man was a really unique hero. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of his origin story, in terms of, like, the person he was outside of being Spider-Man, and what kind of hero he was. Orphan? (laughs) Wow! But uh, in terms of the the hero he 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 was, I mean, he was you know a lot younger than a lot of the other superheroes that were portrayed at oh, the yeah. time. I mean, like there was there's a lot of really truly unique things about Spider Man. None of that says anything to me about FF14. Well, well Juxta Damas left his prediction on the outline. Uh, oh, no. He Don't believes, even read that. That's so stupid. Uh, it is, but it's Juxtadamus, and it he's always right. It is Yeah, I mean... Uh, he believes it's going to be but, mime. And he believes that because Spider-Man mimics the Avengers. Only in the new Marvel Cinematic Universe canon and the Ultimates, all right? Spider-Man has long been an actual member of the Avengers for a long time. That's the stupidest prediction. It really is. That no, is, I think, confirmed. very and, and fucking dumb. And if mime dumb. is added, I will shave my head. Please be mimic. Oh, no, I hope so. <laughs> Please be mimic. It's not. It's not. It can't be mime. That was so dumb. It, I, I mean, I'd be hyped if it was mime. <laughs> what? Because I think that what? would be a cool. I think that would be a cool class to see. What role it's would so, that fill? I have no idea. It's <laughs> so. It's so out of the fucking box and like like bizarre and weird. That, that's the thing is, I would. Just, I'm like, I would just like to see that execution. I'm. I. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be more like like I ain't even mad. I just want to see this done. That's a moment of. All right, entertain me, Yoshi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Like, bring it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm okay. down. I'm in. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I really don't know what to make of the Spider-Man thing. Again, he's a very unique superhero. Period. Like a, a unique superhero, and none of his abilities translate into something that you would, you would think of a fantasy class yeah, not in an M- or really in any MMO yeah like like okay he swings around between buildings you're not going to see that element of we're, it we're overlooking something so simple because when you look back on all the other ones Scarlet Witch Red Mage 007 Gadgets Batman Dark Knight like like the, you know like as deep as some people are going into this it's got to be something simple that when it when it is revealed, we're all just gonna be like, oh. well, that's where a Nero thought Beastmaster. That's yeah, that's Animal why man. Yeah, exactly. Spider Man, Beast Man. Yes, that's sort of like why I broke it down to that sort of simplistic level. It seems like there could have been so many like better choices. Like I Beast agree, Boy, for example. I agree, bro. I so, but maybe that's too obvious. Scarlet Witch wasn't obvious enough. Scarlet Witch was obvious. Scarlet Witch was stupid obvious. But I mean, like, yeah, dude, I, I just... Uh, I'm, now, I'm struggling with this see, one. Now, why I kind of like it like, with Scarlet Witch, we all went into this thing and we're probably getting red made, so he probably didn't feel like I need to hide this real well. This, I think, is going to be a job that what? we were not expecting hang, to see. Hang on, what other superhero would you have used to portray red mage? Scarlet Witch. Like, it's almost really implicit in the fucking... I was like, the crimson chin? (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Strange? (laughs) Yeah, I just... uh, Like, Crimson Witch works in that context. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, yeah. And and it fits so goddamn well. Dark Knight uh, as well. Uh, 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 Batman and Dark Knight, he's you know, there's that whole run of comics called The Dark Knight. You know, yeah. that, that made sense. Uh, even looking back on it, the 007 shirt made a whole lot of sense, considering. Red Lantern? It, I just don't know what to make of this. 
It's it's going to be fun. We're going to have some fun speculation up until EU FanFest. I'd I'm like thinking. him to come out in Germany and be like, guess what, guys? Spider-Man. I was just, no. Was <laughs> I just wanted to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, guys. I forgot my shirt last time. That's just what I had with me. Yeah, right. Uh, thanks for the call, Zero. We appreciate it. If uh, you'd like to uh, call Limit Break Radio, uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Merry Christmas, Zero. Thank you uh, for hanging out on Christmas. We appreciate it. If you want to get your thoughts in, again, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. That's how you can reach us. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so, it's so much fun doing the speculating part yeah. of it. And, uh, we'll keep taking calls on this all throughout the show, but, uh, there were definitely some more reveals in here that some people were surprised about others. Not so much, uh, the swimming announcement swimming will be a new way to, uh, traverse and explore, uh, the, the map. Uh, it's like, uh, I need to know your opinion on this because when when this was announced, the first thing I thought was all the different games that have underwater combat and how annoying it is. Now they've said that there won't be any combat in the water, which then leads me to just think, why? Why then? do it? Yeah, why even bother? I looked at it as a traversal thing. Like they kind of talked about, they want to get away from having anytime you have water's edge that is an invisible wall that ends your ability to progress. They want to kind of get look, away I, from that. Sure, I understand that, but yeah, like I, I, it's. It's just something that I, I I question. Why do it if you know it's not going to serve a combat purpose? Like exploration is cool, but like exploration needs to have a point to it too. Yeah. The the only thing that I've heard anybody say that makes any sense is well, what if they eventually introduce Blitzball? But to that I say, then just come out with it when like Blitzball does or whatever. Like I feel like you don't need to add it as an exploration mechanic before you know whatever. Blitzball comes out or something, but right. even that's very weak and thin. Yeah, I, I, uh, this does really kind of open up the possibility for Blitzball, though. Which does? Let's be honest. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I, I'm so tempted to drop your call right now. <laughs> fuck you! Come on! No, you! Oh my god! I just got it! I just got it! We just got the Yuna and the Titus cosplay. No! No! Now no! We can go no! And recreate no! Stop! Stop! Oh my god! <laughs> I fucking hate you. Oh, it's like Juxta's in the room with us. It really is. Now all I just see is is uh, fat neck beards making out, but just dressed as Titus and Luna. Yuna. Yuna. No, Sal, you're going to see like five or six couples in the water, like cosplaying it. Of course. Of course. Really? At, at was that ever a question? Time, no was that ever a question? All right, let's go. Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Satori Komeji. What's going on, Satori? Thanks for calling. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to you. You guys are working hard. Uh, we we never stop. We never never stop. Uh, uh, can't stop. So uh, yeah, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, so what are your predictions for the Spider Man T-shirt? Well, uh, Blue Mage. Blue Mage. Why? Get bit by a spider, learn spider abilities. Okay, this, you know. monster, learn monster yes. abilities. That's, I, I can kind of understand that. I can kind of understand but, that's That's like the least stretchy of of the so, theories that I've heard so far. But since I'm wrong about everything nowadays, it's going to be Samurai. It can't be fucking, if it's fucking Samurai, I like, I don't, 
if, if it's samurai yoshi has to get on the stage and explain the connection to us and if if he and if he gets up there and he goes i was fucking with you that's a good enough explanation for me <laughs> just so we're cl- you would rather him say no i was just messing with you than try to like ham like like string it together oh yeah, yeah i agree oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He's like tactical misdirection, motherfuckers. <laughs> I was just trying if to be If he fu- does that and then ends up being samurai, I might just have to like go to where Nika lives and just like blow up her car or something. <laughs> just so that she's just so she can't enjoy it. Not not with not with her in it, but just oh, no, 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 of course not. We still need a girl on the show, so did any of you guys watch the stream? You know, I I, uh, I was working. Uh, yeah, I, retail yeah. holiday times. Woo! So, yeah, you know what? Also, so, uh, you know what? Also, doesn't get a holiday. Radio, radio doesn't get a holiday. So, uh, no, I was also similarly working. So, uh, you know, if you watch the stream, you see a bunch of cosplayers running around, and uh, you know what I saw? What'd you see? I saw some motherfucker dressed up as Hilderman in a spring dress outfit, and I was like, "You motherfucker, get out of here!" That shit is old come on we're talking to the og <laughs> right now the og hildebrand in uh in uh the dress come on that's that's um that's some that's, pl- old. that's just old. that's that's whack and played out come on now he was uh, w- were they on stage uh i think they applied for the contest but they didn't make it to the top 20 oh okay so, yeah because their, co- their costume's two years old then there you go there yeah well then uh then i guess uh it, you know survival of the fittest the problem weeded itself out so uh but uh, uh anyway thanks for the call satori and uh thank th- thanks for the prediction and uh yeah merry christmas merry christmas to you, man all right yeah if you want to call limit break radio limit break radio on skype limitbreakradio.com slash discord Uh, we'd be uh, interested to hear what your predictions regarding the Spider-Man t-shirt are I mean and I gotta tell you the people who go back and listen to the show on YouTube uh, you know I know that they can't see the chat on screen like you normally would but it has been lit since we put this uh, broadcast up with people just debating and speculating on what the second job for Stormblood is going to be. Even debating, they're just like fighting with each other. No, it's this guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, which is great. I mean, that's that's spirited debate, if not browbeating, and that's fine. <laughs> we encourage that here at Limit Break Radio. Uh, but have we been known to browbeat every now and then? You know. Maybe. Maybe. Did you browbeat me a little bit on the air last week? You know. I think you did. You might be the dumbest person that's ever talked on this program. Whoa. Just saying. Whoa. Come on. Give Nika credit where credit is due. Oh, <laughs> uh, Christmas burn. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to give us a call, uh, again, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We're taking your calls on uh, Red Mage. What? And, and, and we'll take your reaction calls to Red Mage. How hype are you for Red Mage that it's finally here? I mean, we knew there was a foregone conclusion. We knew that we were getting Red Mage. But are you happy? Are you satisfied with the Red Mage that we got? I mean, it's got a cool glowy sword. It's got a weird uh, floaty rock. And it's got a, and it's got <laughs> the pin. Rock. That's it. That's the no, 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 no. It. It's got rock. the, it's got the very third important element of the pimp hat. So you've yes. got the trinity: the sword, the rock, and the pimp hat. I just mean when we when we talk about their weapon, it's sword and rock. 
so anyway, uh, if you'd like to uh, give us a call, then uh, you know how to do that. I've been saying it all day. Uh, so let's let's continue to talk about swimming. I just thought that this was such an unnecessary addition. I mean, we've got flying. We know that flying is going to be a part of the new zones. Like it, it just. And and the thing about flying is is that like there was only so much exploration that that it really ended up providing. Well, let me ask you this: We talked a while back about other areas we may visit in addition to Alamigo, and we talked about having some island warfare in that island chain that's right there. Swimming could come into play there. Well, okay, here, here's I don't my know thing. how. When you try to use exploration and as as the reason for bringing this in, how you don't want to have an invisible wall. Guess what? When you go into the water, there's still eventually going to be an invisible wall. Hmm. So you're just it's it's just down to the way that you present it. Whether you could have made where the water is like a different canyon or more land with the invisible water wall at the end, you're still it's the exact same thing. You're just in water instead of on land. And so my thinking is when you add something like this going forward, how does that fit into the rest of the game? Now, eventually they're going to add something that really uses water effectively. Fine. But I feel like in that case, Swing probably should have came out with that because it would have been more of a meaningful addition than it is right now. No, I, I and I, I definitely agree with that sentiment. And I think that, you know, it, it all it all depends on what you do, what you end up doing when you get down there. If, if, if all you can do is flag an NPC or, you know, touch a point or do some gathering, then it really does feel very pointless. Mm. But I mean, there might be some cool exploration stuff that they could do, like underwater caves. That might be cool. I don't know, man. Like there's 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 potential, but I just don't know how much. And whenever swimming has been added into other games you know like whenever swimming has been added into other mmos i just question you know like it i question what it added like i question what it brought yeah so long as there isn't a drowning breath mechanic i might be a bit more okay with it because that's what's always made it annoying you you can't the only time you can drown and they have an animation for it is if you uh kind of like when you have aggro and you jump off a cliff you can die rather than going down to one hp if you uh, jump into the water while you have aggro you can drown but if you don't have aggro you can't what <laughs> that doesn't make much sense no neither, I mean, neither is being sense. able to jump off a cliff but. yeah it's sort of the same thing it's so you can't just abjectly escape aggro by going into the water yeah fair yeah. enough i guess although that makes more sense in reality that's what you would do bunch of bees chasing you <laughs> jump in the water yeah but when those bees are like you know seven feet tall I don't think that water is really that big of a deterrent anymore. Probably not. And and also if they can throw spears at you, you know, like that's also it's a concern. Yeah. Mm. And garlic and we're going to find garlands. They have guns. Yeah, right. They just don't want to get their armor wet. Uh, so yeah, no combat in water. Players will be able to dive underwater and gather. Uh, all mounts that can fly will be able to dive, and uh, only 4.0 zones will allow players to dive. But some older zones will allow players to swim. Costa del Sol being one of them. I don't know. What do you think about that? Like having you know having old areas be swimmable. Does that open up possibilities for new areas that we couldn't get to? in you know 2.0 or 3.0 zones that that'd that be really cool suddenly open up Ooh, 
Uh, I don't know about entire zones. At not, least not no, right no, 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 just back. sections. Like, imagine yeah. if you could, if you could, uh, you know, swim some of Silver Tier Lake. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh. I definitely feel like if they don't add at least little Easter eggy things in like that, that it would be a wasted opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I definitely just like it doesn't have to be anything major. Just little things that you can find that you couldn't get to before. That'd be super cool. I I would love again. I would love to go back to uh, to to the wreckage of the Agrius and uh, you know. Know, if if the entrance to that dungeon was maybe underwater, that would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I don't know some some suggestions there. Let's go back to our phone lines. We've got a uh, someone on a landline hanging on. Uh, hey, what's up, caller? How's it going? Hey, Nero. This is uh, Tavis McDuff from the Fanford server. How you doing? Good, man. What's up? Hey, so first off, uh, happy holidays. I wanted to let y'all know I just found out about y'all this year. Um, and it's been a great year. Uh, y'all have been getting me through some tough days of work, and I appreciate it, and I hope y'all have another good 2017 coming up. Oh, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Uh, yeah, we've we've had a great year this year, and uh, we appreciate you finding the show and, uh, and, and enjoying it. Well, so my question uh, to kind of get to the point is, first off, um, with the Red Mage reveal, I've seen a lot of people happy. I've seen a lot of people sad, upset, you know, pissed. Um, I kind of thought it was going to be like a positional DPS to try to capture the essence of like old school Red Mage in Final Fantasies. Sure. Um, but do you think that, I mean, either way, when Square revealed this, I don't think everybody was going to be happy. So do you think that, one, that, you know, this went over well? Do you think that, you know, it, it was just a turn and punch ball anyway, that no matter what they did, it wasn't going to appease everybody? And do you think they're done revealing stuff for Red Mage? I kind of get the feeling that, if that removed tweet is true and there's only two jobs, maybe Red Mage is going to be one of those jobs that, depending on the crystal you have, is kind of like Summoner slash Scholar where you can switch it up for a certain role. Now, that would be interesting. I love that idea and that suggestion um, that if you were able to change that crystal medium to be able to, to, to focus it in a particular direction. That is such a cool concept. That would be awesome. Now, I think that there would be some balancing that needs to happen, much like there is some balancing if you're switching between Summoner and uh, and uh, Scholar, where you've got to you know, respec a little bit. But if you're willing to go through that, just so you can't do it on the fly, that's what I mean. Like, right, just right, so you yeah. can't, yeah, so you can't do it on... the biggest problem with that theory is being able to switch on the fly and be right. real... Right, exactly. I like this theory a lot. I think that that's a great working theory that if you're going to have a a sort of flex job like a red mage and it could end up filling multiple roles, that's a brilliant way to execute that. Yeah, I think there was one episode where I said how cool would it be is if they announced three jobs each for for each role and it was red mage every single time. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I I don't foresee them allowing the red mage to change up that much. I feel like ah. it's it's going to be a DPS. That's what it is. I would like to see some variance in like what like if it could take on some ability to heal itself in the at the exchange of DPS. I would be all for that though. Yeah, that would be super cool. Yeah. And that I could see them like I could actually see them like hey, if you're out there and you're maybe in a four man group instead of a a big you know alliance run and you just need to be able to heal yourself a little bit more, put this on. Now you do a little bit less damage, but you can have some healing on yourself 
I think that'd be cool. I think it would be cool, and I think that that's that's a a, a great out of the box like way to think about it. And that's the that's the kind of speculation that I'm really into. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, have we seen any pushback on how Red Mage has been presented so far? I feel like I've seen nothing but hype for it. Well, there's always some people who are mad no matter what you get. But I think I, like the overall reception, I think, has been very positive. It's I think it's less it's less like uh uh you know boo Red Mage, and it's like oh damn it, I wish that it had been Samurai. Like, or I, I wish that it had been name whatever pet right. So people are necessarily people upset want. with the way that samurai is being presented. Just or samurai with the red way mage. that red mage is being present presented. Just that it wasn't what they wanted. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, but the way that it's being presented, we don't really know anything about it. It's going to take it's going to take those PowerPoint slides where Yoshi P really kind of breaks it down. But you know what? If it did have that kind of flexibility, though, that would be a way to only add technically two jobs, but have it be able to fill multiple roles. I mean, you know, they did. They came out right away, said that it's DPS. Uh, I'm I'm inclined to think that it's going to stay DPS. Yeah. But if they were going to do it, that would be a way fascinating interesting way to to be able to execute that Can you imagine what the balancing issues would be like on that it'd be a nightmare i mean yeah but they maybe that's why they haven't revealed well, red mage's stat depends how you look at it because if if you just had to put in a different job crystal and it just changes all your abilities it would just be like making a tank dps and healer and then just calling them all red mage even though they're three distinctly different jobs and that's exactly it because it, it, red mage is creating its own abilities and creating its own spells not pulling spells from other yeah. jobs so, so you I don't, don't, I don't think it would be as hard as we think it would be yeah you don't end up having to adjust potencies there like the the thing about having you know jobs that are all that are all using moves that are pretty much independent for each from each other except for the cross class abilities is that to balance them they're so they're they they like almost operate in a vacuum maybe 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 the spider-man t-shirt is a reference to red mage again as a different role oh for Go away. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate it. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you're celebrating uh, this holiday, we appreciate hearing from you. If you would like to call the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. I love hearing from people who are like, yeah, dude, I've spent my first year with you, and you're, I'm a huge fan, and uh, you're super fun to listen to. That's always uh, Those are always fun calls to get. Uh, let's go back to our phone lines and uh holler at- calling now oh 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 thank you can slow to pick up okay uh well uh, you got wait wait to give me Good. the person's name until they're connected how about that we'll uh, do. Yeah, there juxta. we go We're, yeah juxta anyway uh we'll go back to our phone lines and holler at carletta what's up carletta hello hey Happy whatever the hell you celebrate that's right uh how you doing <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing very well. I had some alcohol last night. Oh. <laughs> Is there ever a call we get from Carlotta where she hasn't had alcohol? <laughs> or or where she's not doing well. I always hear Carlotta in a good mood. So Carlotta, what yes. do you think about the uh Red Mage reveal? Ah, uh, I'm ecstatic uh, cuz that was like the first job I ever played on 11. Oh. And Mhm. And uh so I'm I'm definitely going to give it a try, but I'm going to try I'm just going to when I <laughs> Yes, you have to start it at 50, but there's so many other, th- you know, um, skills that you get before 50. Sure. Uh, you mean just just in, and, in, in playing jobs in general? Well, well, you're going to get all these job abilities once you get your job at 50. Right. Okay? Because you're starting at 50. But I want to go back to the other areas 
so I can get used to the stuff I just got. There's definitely going to be a high skill ceiling for starting out at a job that's that high. Well, oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get the job unlocked and then you like have to like go uh-huh. through your abilities and figure out but what if, order do I use these. But in. if the job unlocks at fifty, or if if it unlocks and you and it unlocks at level fifty, right? What are the prerequisites going to be? Like, are you going to have to get both white mage and black mage to like at least what, like level thirty or something? Ooh. Like, what's the prerequisite? Yeah. I think it's it's just going to be level fifty. And honestly, knowing what I know uh, of reviewers, I mean, I know that alone I know. is probably going to get people all ticked. Off. I know. You know what? Saying that, I I hear it and I hear the, <laughs> you're like, damn it. I hear the truth in that, <laughs> but I mean, come on. I mean, like they have an opportunity to even tie that to the lore a little bit. I mean, just like come on. Oh, I well, love and, that. And, and there's nothing to say that they. Can't can't still tie it to the lore and if you didn't level white mage and black mage maybe you just miss out on references but yeah still though still though a hard lockout is a uh, way better yeah. indication than uh, can, than anything else i can see the quest being a, a black mage arguing with a white mage you know my job's better no my job's better <laughs> see i think yeah, I- it's like the old Reese's uh, commercial you know you got your black mage and my white mage you got my white mage and my black mage Oh, two great tastes that taste great together. Red mage. I really Hey, get that I, left Twix propaganda out of here. <laughs> I really like the idea of like, you know, the first set of jobs, it's like, you know, prerequisite uh black mage level one, white mage level one, and then it's just like level five, level ten, and then it goes up and you and you have to do each one of them oh my God. to be able well, to advance. I mean that's a prerequisite make it, for Dark Knight. Nothing. Oh. Heaven's Ward. Yeah, there. Heaven's have access be, to Heaven's Be able yeah. to get there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a very low bar to clear. But, and, and oh, man, I, I I know they wouldn't do that, but they just so should. You I know, know that like, you have to get white mage and black mage to 50. And, like, a t- oh, that's how they're going to uh, space out people unlocking red mage because most people don't have that prerequisite done. I'm just saying, you guys better be glad that I'm not the one making this game because you would fucking hate the game that I make. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, everything that I'm inclined to, like, go, like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's th- That fits thematically, and it's, and it's like, clever and all of that. Square Enix is just like, nope, take, they take the big pink eraser to that idea and just go, no, nope, we got to have that accessible right from the get-go. Just Why do come we keep on. paying this guy for his ideas? <laughs> uh, they yep. don't pay us. That's actually their secret. Ah. But yeah. I, I just want to be sure I know my job, so I'm going to go back to the beginning areas and see, you know, make sh- you know, see what the level five ability, level ten ability but is you've before been pla- I jump you, in. You've been playing the entire time. I, I don't, I don't imagine that that's uh, actually yeah, something that you would rapier, need to do. Yes, it would be because I have a rapier in my hand and a glowy stone in the other. That's a different tactic than being a black mage or a white mage. Yeah, but I'm sure you can learn it all on the 50 to 60 grind. Yeah, but yeah, that's a, that's exactly it. You know that there's going to be a rotation. You know what the rotation is going to end up being just by reading the tooltips and seeing what skills flow into one another. You know that they're not going to make a rotationless job. That every job has a rotation, yeah. e- 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 even if it kind of doesn't. You know what I mean? Like every job does. So, you know, I, I think I think it's going to be pretty obvious what, it, especially for you, Carletta, coming in as, yeah. a, as a veteran player uh, of, of what the expectations of the job are going to be. And interesting that there seems to be like no 
healing aspect to red mage as well which was a big aspect in the uh you know in previous iterations of red mage you know their healing ability for for their flexibility was really one of their with the key aspects of having a red mage as a part of your party but that seems to be stripped out don't forget haste well haste haste and refresh yes haste and refresh yeah we're not saying we want the 11 red mage back no 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 one no one would advocate (laughs) for that no no no. No. i'm just saying that there just doesn't seem to be an element of healing you might get like an aoe regen or something that might be nice actually just tossing just an aoe regen that you can toss out every once in a while that would actually be regen or refresh yeah Uh, absolutely yeah and uh someone in the chat earlier mentioned that you know refresh uh was uh moxie the makote refresh could very easily just work like goad does for tp yeah absolutely mm. and that i think that that is probably a pretty uh a, a pretty safe prediction right there so um yeah i i don't know i i, I the, but the lack of healing i think is something that some uh old school 11 red mages might be bummed out about or just fans of red mage from any of the games previous it'd be really interesting to see like what more we see about it at european fan fest absolutely yeah because that's where we're going to get the outline of how the job functions and operates like mm-hmm. we can take a look we can we can kind of sit around and look at all of the fancy graphics that we want that's it's all pretty abstract until we get those uh you know those powerpoint slides right. um so uh carletta uh, what do you think yeah. about the spider-man t-shirt like what do you think that that's going to end up revealing Oh, I, I first thought like, oh, his, his shirt is red and blue, blue mage. No, <laughs> that's how silly it was. <laughs> my thinking is. Uh, no, but I mean, like, that's not even that unfair because there's so little that connects it that's, to. That's no less flimsy than anything that's been said on this show today. <laughs> totally. 100%. So what do you think? Oh, uh, well, I'll see. Uh, blue mage Peter, is, your, is your it, I mean, if you want to roll with blue mage, that's fine. But yeah, but also Peter Parker was all it's always broke. Has no money. Uh, Poor mage. Poor and, mage. You know, and then, and, you know, uh, Pronto. <laughs> oh, yeah. A photographer. And so, you know, everybody got used to taking pictures. And we can take other type of pictures in 14. I don't know. I'm rambling. Pancration mage. There you go. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. A, a, a new disciple of the land or right. hand would be unprecedented i think would take a lot of people off guard that, i don't think that i don't see that happening i do not see that happening uh carletta thank you so much for the thank call you. merry christmas merry christmas and hope everybody has a wonderful i hope it'd be better than this year 17 <laughs> yeah we're we're hey. all hoping we'll see you we'll see you yeah. in, we'll see you in 2017 carletta thanks for the call we'll be right here all right thanks for the call carletta if you want to call limit break radio limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord you know what i love about this debate is we are seeing people in the chat right here uh, go, it's so obvious that it's Samurai. And then the very next person, it's so obvious that it's Blue Mage. Like, everyone just has their idea of what it is and they think it's clearly going to be that. Anyway, let's move on and talk about the new Beast Tribe that got revealed. We got our first look at the Ananta. Kala, what did you think about them? Well, we're basically, they're, they're the Lamia of... Uh of our game and my favorite quote i'm actually going to quote uh, so but they're lamia in a game that already has lamia right but the keynote slide states that there is no associated class related to red mage it will be a jab so it cannot dual class 
Plus, later on, they want to drop the class system. Yeah, well, that's the same as it was for the three jobs that Andrew in Heaven's Ward. They have no, you know, right job. And, and we're not talking about the, uh, swapping out the job, Crystal. Have to go visit some graves. Have a Merry Christmas, <laughs> yes. everyone. Genuinely. Merry Christmas. Hashtag not oh, blue. That, that, that was Aaron Edge. Like, that was Aaron I was Edge. like, oh, my God, that's real dark. Oh, okay. Cool. No, uh, that, that's that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, buy, buy some roses for me um, with the $5 that you just gave to us <laughs> to say um, that. But yeah, so we've got Didn't the- we get some some insight when going through... Ah, oh, crap. I always forget the name of it. Uh, uh, where we fight the cure, that like museum place. Fractal Continuum. That, yeah, yeah. That, that the, the monsters that we know right now that look like Lamia were made basically experimented on and turned into what they are now right and so the is that right? tribe are probably what they were originally right what, what my understanding of it is that the ananta are what the allegans experimented on to turn into lamia okay much like they experimented on the ixal right the, uh the ananta were the kind of the base tribe that eventually became the experimented lamia okay all right uh, i just i just want a really quick quote mr juxta christ though finally a fuckable beast tribe has he looked at the Ananta? <laughs> Furry suspicion yeah. much? Or I guess scaly suspicion. Um, that's weird. Yes. Yep. That's that's juxta. Um, I, Thank you for that. Does does he like fucking cloacas or something? Like, is it is it something about the fish bits that is really appealing? I don't know. There's definitely something fishy about the whole thing. Uh, make it stop. Boo. <laughs> Uh, um, here's, the thing, here's the thing though that, that, that jumped out at me the most is, is that that they made mention that they specifically are skilled with gem craft yes um i don't know what to make of that though other than maybe they're going to like is that how they're going to yeah oh. right, obviously materia oh yeah right? materials are essentially our gems in our game right but what more are can they really do? Because I feel like if you're going to come up with a whole new beast tribe, unless this is just, oh, guess what? The, this is where you get the tier five material for this expansion. That is, that's super lame. Beast tribe, this- the beast tribe quests in, in Stormblood is how you get the uh, super specific materia. They're going to add new materia, and that's... Right. How- and that's how you're going to get access to it. Whoa. But 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 not just like tier six or whatever. You know, I right. hope that, that we're finally going to get our like possibly job specific material. That's see, that's sort of where I was going too. like if mm. it, I mean, like if you've got to do an extended quest line to be able to do something like that, that's different from just, you know, converting pieces of gear that have reached their 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 yeah. spirit bond. And th- that could be interesting because uh, uh, they talked about their primal is Lakshmi, who right. they said may not be the opponent that previous primals have been. What is something? What is it about sitting in that chair where previous just comes out of the mouth of whoever sits there? Did I say previous? You did. You. Oh were, my god! Maybe it is the chair. It. it <laughs> I mean, it it came out as it came out as pretty close to Privius. Oh my saying. god! I'm becoming juxta. You and the thing is, is that you didn't even notice. No. Oh, that's yeah, terrifying. Contagious. Uh, we gotta, we gotta go. Do you want to move seats? Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, more calls. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, no. I, I think that. Uh, I mean, what has Lakshmi's role been as a summon in the past? Kind of like Siren, a healing summon. Okay, so like never really a, a, a DPS summon. 
interesting. Yeah. Uh, in, in Hinduism, a uh, major god of wealth, fortune, and prosperity. Hmm. You think they... I mean, like, we may find some cr- common ground here. Is this going to be our first time where, like... Well, I mean, obviously Iceheart, but our first primal where we're like, I don't know that we need to fight you. Right. Well, Ram, even Ramu was, like, sort of like, all right, <laughs> fine, I'll f- fine, you know? Like, uh, Ramu didn't even really want to fight us. No, it was more of a test of us. Yeah, it was like a, it was a judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe Lakshmi is just like, no, you guys seem pretty cool. <laughs> I hope we have that scene where we all get there, like, all the scions are there, like, ready to fight, and Lakshmi's like, sup? No, well, no, you but guys that, are good. Th- hang on, if... If we ended up being cool with a primal, that's a that's a shift in thinking on our part too, mm-hmm. because we're talking like every time you you talk about primals, they're uh, they're not just their very existence in this world is a threat to the world because it's drawing aether off of the mother crystal, right? So yeah. if even when they when they're not just a straight up danger, like for example, Ramu was just content with staying in his area. We, we still had to kill him. Exactly. We couldn't let him perpetuate because he was drawing Aether. That's why we Ooh. had to, that's why we were drawn into a conflict with him. So, I mean, even if she's not supposed to be the opponent that we've seen in pri- uh, with primals in the past, like yeah, that- maybe because now we have that awareness that the Asians are trying to get, you know, bigger and bigger primal summon. Maybe we see this kind of low-level primal who's not taking a ton of aether and we're just like, actually that's better than what else could be that what other things could be. Maybe there. we need one on our side. Ooh, yeah. And it should also be pointed mm. out too that through Heaven's Ward, especially with the Nath, you know, I felt like the narrative telling for the beast tribes have gotten better and better and better. Yeah, you're yeah. not wrong there. You're definitely not wrong there. And um, uh, I, I like the Nath Beast Tribe quest quite a bit, actually. Automatic also points out that if we end up siding with a primal, that would put us squarely against the Garleans. It really would. Yeah. It really would. Um, But what would that do with our relationship to the Asians? Because now, because now we would be, we would be forwarding their machinations well, of having not really because they want us to keep defeating the primals and make them stronger. Yeah, because yeah, now the more we've got times this- you defeat a primal, the beast tribes get more and more desperate. So every time they call them back, they get stronger and stronger and stronger. If we were to ally with a primal who's only been called, you know, a few dozen times, if we don't kill them, that limits how strong they can get. Huh. This is interesting. They could take this a lot of different ways with there Lakshmi. Is. There yeah. is. I, I, I like, but I like this concept. I like that they throw out this hint. This little, like, this little piece of bait. Yeah, it stirs the conversation. Yes, yeah. It really does. Ooh. All right. Uh, additionally, we've also had uh, the Bend of Time Omega fight. Uh, that'll be the next high end raid. Ugh. How do you guys. Time again? The Bend of Time. Yeah. You think it's going to. Uh, something else is going to involve time travel i no, actually how can i hope i can't can't go back to that well no not right not twice in a row no i don't what i do like though will not be required to continue the main scenario but will directly connect to it yes similar to what coil did right so yeah unlike alexander which was a completely isolated story this is taking the coil approach saying no this directly ties into what's happening in the main scenario 
Which and and it's sort of like a branch off of that because basically right. what you had was the main scenario draw to a close, and then you had this big sort of like roar that happened in the distance, and it was like, what is that? And you could you had the option of saying, okay, let's go figure out what the fuck that shit was about, or you could go and do whatever else you wanted. Right, to do. Exactly. Yeah, I, I like this this way of doing it much more, where it is tra- directly tied into what's going on. If you want to do it, do it. Yeah, there that does give, I think, a little bit more motivation and it does sort of make it feel like you you're you're not going through the entirety of the expansion, ignoring this section. And like if you ignore it, it feels like a thorn. And that I think that's kind of the goal is that you want you want it to like those people who are a little bit more OCD or maybe, you know, that's kind of a, a, a negative term. Let's. Let's kind of spin that and go people who are super enthusiastic about the game. They're going to feel they're going to feel the pull of that, uh, you know, unfinished narrative thread a lot more so than the Alexander. Now, you're right. Alexander was completely excerpted out. But the thing is, is that if they make all of those stories gimmies as well, like I don't I'm that's still a little bit disappointing. It doesn't totally go back to the to the uh, binding coil way of thinking, but right. it sort of like puts it kind of in the middle of the two. And we know from our fan fest that uh, Yoshi is considering a lot of different ways to try and up the, I guess, the requirements or the difficulty in it. But we don't. But they didn't talk about that at all this time yeah, around. No, so we, we don't have we, any new information on that. All we got was basically the setting. Yeah, it's Omega. It's Omega, um, which means that we already we already know what Nero's doing, which is kind yeah. of a bummer. Yeah, he's hanging out with Omega. Yeah, that he's he's going to be uncovering Omega. I think that that's kind of disappointing. I'm, I kind of wish that they had held off. I wish that they had held off on announcing since they didn't really even announce what. Like anything relevant about right. it, right? Like if if there had been more information, or if we had known something a little bit more important about it, I would have just been okay with them saying, like, "Look, there's another high end raid." And well, it's yeah. kind of like the Beast Tribe thing. Like if they'd given us a little like that Lakshmi hint, if it, just something for us to talk about with it, give us something kind of yeah. neat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and it's not to say that that's not neat either, though. No, no, it could be very I, cool. I, I mean. I, you're right though Kahlo I am my red flag is up because of the bend of time like that makes me go oh no come on let's not go back to that well already like that seems like a really bad name but that could also be you know like that could be the Japanese name that may not be the localized name yeah, for what that yeah, is yeah because I mean I think you're kind of right too we all expected or, or knew that Omega was going to be coming back at some point and I mean, it does feel like a gimme being like, all right, so yeah, I guess our raid is Omega. But I mean, really, how else, I guess, were they supposed to do that? Right. Yeah. Well, we all knew that Omega was coming. Let's talk about what we did not see coming. Man, <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't. I, I fucking legitimately don't know how I feel about this. And I'm so torn on how I feel about it. And in a million years, I never saw it coming. I, like, yeah. If you want to give them credit for blindsiding us, they sure did. Yeah, you're right. The new 24 man raid return to evil lease. All right. Now, hold on. Hold on. There, there's pieces of this that I don't mind. And like you guys, pieces of it that just made me go WTF. Now, with the way that 3.45 ended or, or 3.4 ended, you know, this whole sort of discovery and confirmation of actual other like, you know, realms, the whole multiverse thing. I'm cool with like the other FF worlds being out there, especially Ivalis, because it's, you know, one of the most prevalent one that's been reused and referenced as I'm cool with that. But why is it a return to Ivalice? Yeah, well, you're suggesting Ivalice may be one of the other thirteen realms. Yeah, so well, I, I think yeah, so I like, think that the that the 
implication or that the 13 realms are the 13 different games that have come before. And that's that that's at least somewhat of an implication that I've taken from it. And <coughs> excuse me. And uh, I mean, with the way that this game pays homage to the the franchise and the way that, uh, you know, the, the history that it has, that really wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, the, uh, the direct supposedly the direct return to evil east i mean the reason that it's called return to evil east is because we're going back there not in the context of ff14 but in the context of you know in final fantasy we're going back to evil east for the first time since we've been there since 12 character that's from there and they're going back oh like we're accompanying someone back to evil east yeah Oh fuck off, dude! If Van or Pinello end up in fourteen, I quit. Oh, I quit. Not, I'm just yo. done. Please let it be a tactics I'm character, if anyone. Done. Yeah, uh, tactics. I'm fine with. If it's Van or Pinello, I'm out. Oh, I'm out. I don't even want to see them. I. Uh, what if it's Bosch? Bosch is cool. Yeah. Or uh, we may. Is how we're gonna finally get our Viera in the game. That you know what? Dead ass though. No. Dead ass though. Because we're friends. Dead ass though. though. It's gonna be great. Just saying. Uh, I would not complain at a friend. The masked boy is Vaughn. Shut the oh. fuck up. You shut the fuck up right I now. Even, I can't even take credit for that. That was Blue Cloudy from the chat. Don't even say it because that could make it possible. <laughs> Don't give them oh. any ideas, you dickhead. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, Return to Evilies. Uh, uh, it's going to be the structure for the 24-man raid. I, I, the... The the yeah uh, Yasumi Matsuno working on it too. Mm-hmm. He worked on uh, um, twelve and tactics. Yeah, or Carson pointing out that this sets up a great crossover for when the twelve remastered comes out. Yeah, yeah except I mean, we where's the FF fifteen crossover right now? Like right, oh, right? Like, where's that? I'm so it's surprised seems, that, that didn't happen. Yeah, that seems like a missed opportunity at the moment. But they I'm, spent too much money on the movie. And- I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, that is that is a good appeal uh, of an MMO is to be able to, uh, you know, uh, kind of haphazardly push your other products that are on the market. Um, I, Dude, I just... I, I I'm kind I, of intrigued by this, I, I think, overall. Like, I'm not thrilled because I didn't like Tactics that much or 12. But neither, like, did I, well, neither did I. Yeah, and so, like... I was not... Like, there. I would much rather Van a deal, but that would be so ham-fisted I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I, no, I just... I don't... I really don't know how I feel about the whole idea of Return to Evil East, especially for the 24-man raid. I, I mean, mean, it, it kind of makes sense because we had the Crystal Tower, which is a recall back to three, right? And right. And then we had... Uh, well, this one actually no, not at all. This one's well, purely FF14 lore, they, isn't and it? The, and they said very specifically that they wanted it to be something intrinsic to FF14, and yeah. and almost maybe even iconic to FF14. Yeah, Don't know. But, not sure that it quite reached that status. No, but uh, Scully, it's also one thing to say, oh, well, you know, they used the Crystal Tower, but we didn't like go to FF3's Crystal Tower. Right. Like the Crystal Tower exists in it. Final Fantasy 14. The whole Ivalice yeah. thing, like that. That's there. There's no Ivalice in ff14 or in eorzea or that's is there here. maybe evilis is just the next continent over i don't know dude that the whole idea of like traversing a first of all no it's not just <laughs> not the next continent over and if it is that's stupid do you think evilis is on the moon <laughs> <laughs> oh, the juxta infection is wiping off i found that funny oh god help me He's really eyeing the Skype button right now. He is. He's really mad. <laughs> he looks real butthurt. 
I I don't know how to choke people through phone lines. <laughs> really, really wish you were here right now, buddy. I'm safe. <laughs> this is why he doesn't come to the show anymore. I'm safer at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh God, that just that just completely threw off my train of thought. Good job, way to go. Sorry, you're talking about traveling dimensions. Yeah, no. If but if this if if dimension hopping is now a thing in FF14, I'm just not sure how I feel about that. And it does feel like my biggest problem with this is that it feels super fan servicey. Like yeah, it just feels it feels so. I and this is going to sound harsh, but fuck it. It sounds it sounds so creatively devoid. Yeah, that's really my biggest problem with it is that like I like I, I want to go like, dude, development team, you guys are capable of more than this. Like, even if you wanted to bring on the talent there from the FF12 scenario team, like you utilize them in a way that's not just having them reuse assets that they've already worked with before. That, I think, is the most disappointing thing about that. I don't, I'm 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 willing to be open minded about this. I'm willing to to be open to it. I don't think it's going to be terribly good though. It doesn't thrill me, but I can't help feel like maybe part of that is I just didn't really care about Evilly. It's like if they had picked a world I cared about more, then I'd probably be what, into it. What world? What world could they have cho- uh, picked for you? Final Fantasy Eight. No, what would you do on that world anymore? Nothing. There's nothing else to do there. I. You're right. I, it's pretty much there's just Van Adil. It really because you know what I, I and and that's actually something that I hadn't really considered is that Evilise is one of the very few Final Fantasy worlds that feels like it operates beyond the player characters. You know what I mean? Which like is something that, we've spoken positively about. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that that may be the fact that it it spans multiple games vagrant story uh uh you know the tactic series and 12 um but it was very much a world that it, like that was that was a setting it wasn't it was a like, world that you were in right it, like when i think about you're right like ff9 you couldn't go back there that what's world, left to do yeah well, ff8 same thing ff7 same fucking yeah. thing F- even ff10 yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. What would you do in Spirit? At well, this point? they are, well, f- don't say that. They're going back for another sequel for that for no. some reason. <laughs> for some uh, fucking reason. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, did, yeah. apparently, apparently the well's not dry there in Spira. <laughs> Could always go to Pulse. But this also feels like what Lightning did a lot of in Lightning Returns was just this like dimension hopping. Oh, I didn't play Lightning Returns. I, I didn't either. I just heard about it. I, I actually watched a review of it not that long ago because I was just, I had zero punctuation reviews running in the background. Heck yeah! And I was just it's like, a "Good time." Oh, I forgot. I forgot. What did he think about this? Um, yeah, and I forgot that that's that's a big part of it is that uh, lightning is hopping into different dimensions that different games, you know, Final Fantasy games because there's mm. one she dimension hops into fourteen, right? You know, uh, it's yeah. the Makote bullshit. I don't know. I never spent time with that shit, uh, but. If it's like that, I don't know how interested I am. I, I am in that. Like, I the fan service in FF14 has just gotten lazy. Like, they're not even like we're gonna work. You know, like like in 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 a realm reborn. Okay, I was not a huge fan of the Crystal Tower, the Labyrinth of the Ancients, right, just appearing yeah. in the world out of nowhere. And you're like, how many times can they do this? But now they're <laughs> but now they're like 
Now they're like, yeah, we're not even going to try to do that anymore. We're just going to send you off to another world. You're okay, just going to that's, that's from a thematic standpoint, though, in Nero. But obviously, looking back at what we got in the Weeping City of Macaw, you know, we we kind of raved a lot about some of the design choices that they made in there. So what about at least from a design aspect? I mean, look, they know how to make good, engaging 24-man raids. I'm not going to I'm not going to argue with you on that. It's not the content that I'm worried about. It's just the level of fan service that I'm worried about. It's it, it seems it seems lazy. That's all. Right. all. That's yeah. all. Is that there there could have been more effort put into putting something original out. And I think that that's one of the reasons that we praised Makai was not just for its design, but for its ingenuity and storytelling. Remember, like, you know, one of the big things was like when we realized where on the continent the, that was playing out. Yeah. Or it, what Ozma was. Yeah. Or or seeing the ship in the distance that we would eventually be going to on the Void Arc. Like those were all like huge context clues they were big mysteries that people were like talking about for a while we did entire almost entire shows on them if not segments about them so i mean like there's all of that but i mean like how much of that are we going to get with well, just going to evil well, well that's what i mean like i guess what we need to sit here and kind of wait and see is how much are they going to make Evilise into their game as opposed to us just going and experiencing another game? Like, like I say, like they took they take elements like things like Ozma. Those are those are borrowed from other games, but they make them part of the world of FF14. Exactly. How will and that they was, take Evilise and make that part of FF14's world? And that and to me, that was what was far more interesting about the whole void arc weeping city and macaque everything of that like all of that was so much more interesting because of the way that they worked the references in and worked the uh the the content in and the way that they placed it on the map and and you had a real sense of like place in each one of these places that we've gone to and we'll see you know if that holds with the the third uh leg of the raid dunescape yeah uh but i i just don't know i don't know how my only problem with this is this feels like what should be a one-off like seasonal event you know return to evil and no it's it my 24-man well, dungeon it depends on how they're doing it because like like we've said you know evil is very special when it comes to all the other ff worlds because it feels like it exists outside of the game outside of the story it still feels like there's so much of that world we haven't seen so if they take us back to some place that we've already seen and it's super fan service yeah that's gonna suck but if they potentially take us to some part of Ivalice or show us characters that that we haven't ever seen before, would that change your mind? I'm I'm fine with it. I I, I don't mind that they're going to Ivalice. It just are doesn't you, seem like the do most interesting really, thing they could pick. Do you really are uh, Kahlo, Are you really trying to say that if we go to Ivalice, we're not going to get all of the stupid fan service bullshit that comes along with it? We're not going to run into Van and Pinello and fucking well, Bosch. We, you we probably will. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Is is you've got to deal with all of the stupid bullshit that comes along with it. Now, if you went to Ivalice and you went to locations that you knew from Twelve or like dungeons that you knew from Twelve, and none of the fucking characters, not one of the characters, ever reared their head or spoke a dumb word of dialogue that i think would be way more interesting i would be interested check in that. this evil 50 years prior to final fantasy 12 
and you kind of like go in like having played FF12, you kind of know where shit's going to end up. Fuck That'd be it. super cool. Dude, make a make a real bold decision cuz it's not it's it's really the bold decisions that I like. But make a real bold decision and have all of the characters that you meet be characters from Vagrant Story. Don't even connect it to the FF12, the Evilies that everyone knows. Make it a random obscure like the most obscure references that you possibly can. That to me is way more hilarious and engaging. And it kind of does what you're looking to do. But you but no, you know that it's going to be Van and Pinello and Bosch. Uh, Fuck off. Please. No. Balthier. Who cares? Who gives a shit? I don't care about any of those characters at all because their story was told it was done. And I'm okay with with going to the world. But I just don't. I don't I don't want to catch up with the character. No, I I don't want one of them. I don't know. I don't want a one of them. I really want this to be prior to FF12 that we show up there. Or long after. Or long after. Yeah, sure. Whatever. If I I don't mind a, if I hear a reference to th- those characters. Sure. That, like, hey, they saved the world at some point. Totally. Like, oh, that's cool. But yeah, I don't want to meet them. I, I couldn't tell you what the reference was. I don't know what those characters did in the entirety of the game. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you changed the world at the end of that storyline, right? Like, every other Final Fantasy game, you, you know, that's it's pretty obvious. Like how how changed the world is by the end of that experience but i couldn't tell you what that was in of a 12 i'm waiting I, for the remaster yeah it's kind of me too i mean yeah. it, really the only thing i remember is uh that that one girl's uh boyfriend gets shot in the neck by an arrow he sure that's, does that's the worst place to leave an opening on the plate mail <laughs> right yeah it does seem like you'd cover that spot yeah. it is kind of vital huh Anyway, so uh, that does it that's for, it for the keynotes. That, that's that's it for the keynotes. Uh, we also did get the uh, patch 3.5 live letter, which we're going to go through here in just a second. We've got some video from that that uh, we'll end up putting up on screen. We're not going to make a ton of comment comments on it, uh, but yeah. uh, we'll we'll definitely share it for you. I read the live letter the next day, and I'm just like, it's really hard to go from keynotes to reading a live letter, man. You, it's just not the same thing. I know. I but the you know we got some uh, direction on on what we can see we in three point five, uh, which I think that that's pretty exciting. And we also got some uh, some pretty good previews of it as well. Uh, so uh, the release date is officially January seventeenth. That's when we can expect patch three point five. That's pretty close. I mean, that's pretty pretty much yeah, right around what, the corner. Three and weeks then, away now. Yep, and then. Weeks. Part two is going to be coming in a March 2017. So uh, that's uh, pretty exciting, if you ask me. Um, so uh, we've also now got the uh, very first preview of our Zervan the Demon fight. Um, what did you guys think of this? Uh, the the Zervan so far, and uh, and what they they didn't really show off much. Really, just sort of the uh, the the, um, the arena. arena. Yeah, I I like he's kind of that stationary in the center guy, and he knocks away parts of the. Pl- platform it's kind of cool yeah yeah I've, I've always been a big fan of arenas that have a more interactive element to them yeah. i mean obviously obviously we're always complaining about oh big square circle arenas that's what jumped they, out at me at first is i was like oh cool another circle arena great when they do something like for example take sophia i actually really love sophia even mm-hmm. though it was just a giant square it did stuff yeah sure so I'm excited for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Zervan looked really interesting. I'm just not excited for what is inevitably going to be ugly ass weapons because every single thing from the triad so far has been so ugly. Oh, I love my Sophic Pike. I think it was awesome. Yeah, well, maybe if you had a giant shake weight on the end of it, you wouldn't think that. 
Oh, what you mean to say is all the ninja weapons from the Warring Triad have been ugly. Oh, come on. All the ones from uh, Sephiroth were pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, the Sephiroth weapons were bad. Uh, so, I, I mean, yeah, this it, this does look like, uh, you know, like your pretty typical uh, uh, battle. But, yeah, you see big chunks of the arena falling as uh, as the uh, Konals are going out. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, I, it, I just, I don't know, man. One thing that interested me is they mentioned there will be new mechanics introduced in this fight. And the way that's worded leads me to believe mechanics we have not seen in a fight before. Hmm. I take that with a big grain of salt, don't you? Yeah. I mean, when was the last time that, that, that you can remember seeing something that you would actually consider a new mechanic? I mean, so much ground has been treaded nowadays. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, and you did see him start to emerge there at the end. We've seen actually some bigger screenshots, some full screenshots of Zervan. And, uh, I mean, we know that he's got that big, big, big-ass dragon tail that uh, goes, uh, you know, seems like forever. I mean, that's a big, it's a big uh, character model that they've designed for this. Yeah. And I and I do feel like the platform is also appropriately large as well and sort of does convey how massive he is. Um I don't know. I I just don't know what my even what my expectations are for this. That's the same thing I ran into with Sophia when we got our first previews of Sophia. I'm like, I don't even know what to expect with this. Right, and yeah. uh, that's kind of been that way for all of them, except for Sephiroth, where we got the scene of him like growing humongous. You know. Yeah, yeah, but even that was just uh, that was um, used to pretty great effect there. Because, uh, you know, whenever we have uh, a primal that's grown like that, it's usually for their two-hour animation, and that's it. Yeah. And with with Sephiroth, he actually stuck around in that size, and you ended up having the jump rope mechanic, whichever, yep. which kind of threw everyone through. And that was really cool. I thought that that was, uh, that was a very cool uh, way to present that fight. But, I mean... It didn't end up doing all that. Even even the Sophia fight, like it didn't. Like you've got the the shake weight platform. <laughs> I'm excited. Sophia has been one of my favorite primal fights in the game so far. Has it really? Yeah, I really liked it. I think. I mean, part of that's the music. For that was Sophia. the only one that I actually like grinded for my weapon. In. Yeah, I I did a ton of Sophia because I really? really enjoyed that fight. Uh, and I'm I mean that kind of gets me excited like by itself for Zervon. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, as long as it's cool, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people will do it. But the the idea of uh, new mechanics. That's, grain of salt. Yeah. Big grain of salt. Yeah. All right. We also got a bit of a preview of uh, Dune Scathe. Uh, and uh, we see it here. Uh, Yoshi's going to walk us through. It looks like it's first taking part on uh, airship. Yep. Uh, first section, no railings. Nice big uh, airship battle form or platform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what's interesting is uh, how many of the um, things outside of the airship flying along with you are are and stuff like that. Yeah, are are animated and present. Like that's just really kind of an interesting touch there. The area looks nicely designed. Yeah. Uh, No, see, now this is the same problem that I have with the idea of like the big circle and and square platforms like you could have put like some cogs you know coming up out of the ground or something like it's just all smooth and wide and open there is so much more that you could have done with this i don't i like look at airships in this game they usually are very smooth i don't know man this to me uh, there's there's definitely some technical limitations that uh, i'm not even sure how they're uh, how they're doing some of this like some of these 
um, you know, uh, uh, floating islands that are appearing in the distance. They look like they're not just a randomly inserted, uh, you know, piece of piece of ground like that was one of the things that i found pretty remarkable about the bismarck fight is that even felt like you had a sense of flying through a field of debris and floating islands and i think that this similarly gives you a very nice sense of space and place and i have to i i I have to commend it for that that's not wrong or or i wouldn't disagree with that um and and again you know this might all be this might all be just uh uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, I lost the term, the terminology uh, that I was looking for. Might just be, you know, just uh, you know, pre-established and rendered on the on the system side and and all of that. Are you calling them bullshots? No, they're not bullshots at all. But I mean, I, just because I can't explain technically how it's going on, right? Uh, you know, it did look really cool. I, I was really impressed, and like you, like you say, the kind of feeling that you are flying through space not just remember in 11 when you were on the airship and you felt like you were on like a track that you were just kind of walking along yeah but at the same time like you could actually see the ground and you like have a, yeah you could yeah. have a sense of like where you were and i thought that was always cool but this also this fight particularly right here also kind of reminds me of the uh final fantasy 10 fight where you're fighting the thing off yeah, the side of the Ray. ship yeah. Oh, uh, that. Like, How many people struggled with that fight? As a kid, yes. that was the first time in a Final Fantasy game where I had I, I stopped for a while. I, I got I stonewalled. You got, I, you, I couldn't uh, beat that part. I actually remember yelling at my TV at the guy who runs the shop inside your ship. I'm like, "There's a giant dragon outside. Give me free shit to beat it." Yeah. 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 I'll that, just look forward to Dunscape hard mode when we have to fight it in an undead form. <laughs> Phoenix down. Very reminiscent of that fight. Um, so I think uh, I think we're. <laughs> looks like Yoshi is fumbling around to try to figure out where the next part. They glitched the fight or something. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, I. I. It, it, so far, I think that. Uh, I jump off the side there. I like that. Uh. So far, I. I mean, the design is pretty meh. Meh yeah, to me. I mean, and in terms, it's of- nice and spacious, but like, I just think they could have done more to to make the the deck more interesting. Hmm. Mm. I I don't know. I mean, when I don't know. Yeah, I agree. There's not much. Yeah. It's just a deck, pretty much. Um, but uh, Dunscape. I, I mean, uh, this. I, I just I, I again I don't know what the expectation is for this. Void Arc was really good. Uh, Weeping City and Makai was really good, but I think like Weeping City was so much better because you had a sense of where that was that was uh, happening. Yeah, depending on, depending on where they take something. Yeah, like I'm kind of curious where the ship is taking us. Well, like because you, you see it in the second half of the video, you see them enter the city that they go to. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, and it looks creepy. And but like it's not ruined like the other cities that we've visited in these kinds of areas. It looks like it's in pretty good shape still. Really? Yeah, that's it's very interesting looking. That's that's very interesting. All right, we've got the uh, second part of the video that's uh, playing right now. Uh, and you're right. Like this does look like it's maintained somewhat. Yeah, it, I mean it the looks dock. Like there the, could still be people there. Yeah, that dock is is pretty maintained. It's not uh, all crumbly and fucked up. Yeah, where would uh, this is interesting now? Yeah, because this is actually my first time uh, going through this. 
So yeah, I actually wanted to get your opinion on this city because I thought you would dig this. The, I do dig this. Yeah, this is very neat. Now I think we did get a very small preview of this in some of the early early artwork it just it never provided a sense of like oh this is definitely where we are right um and it looks like just from that jump right there i mean is this like a bubbled city like did they right make some kind of magic to try to seal off there Maybe is, the there is definitely, was happening and they were trying to protect themselves that's possible yeah, that's I, possible sure. there is i mean it is there is ruins like yeah it is in good shape like and, in comparison to like Mackay, where everything except until you get to the pyramid is in shambles. Right, right. I was gonna say, based on the architecture, what what would you would you guys say this place was? Like, can Ooh. we even tell? I, it doesn't look like it's Maricidian. No, it's definitely not. I mean, ah, it's fourth. It's whatever it is. It's fourth era. Like it is it, okay because the idea. Fourth, of what is what was the magi? Uh, the war of the magi. Um, because yeah, that seems to be accurate wow this is really kind of impressive this mm-hmm. is the very idea cool. that there could be like a maricidian city out there that was protected from ozma that'd have been cool uh well i it's uh, ozma wasn't used on maricidia uh bahamut was used on maricidia oh sorry sorry the, but but the ones that the ozma was used on like if there was like some bubbled place out there that was like you know left preserved hmm that would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, this does sort of seem like a city in a bubble, like whatever that protective shielding that you pass through. I wonder if uh, I, maybe that's why you needed the stone from uh, from the Weeping City of Makai was to be able to pass through that. Oh that yeah, bubble. interesting. I, I'm I'm really I'm I'm quite fascinated by that. I'd like to like to see more is there more Does no go back oh man. not oh man i'm very much ready for some lore on this city i can't wait yeah yeah, yeah. skate looks really cool uh that i'm definitely excited for but again like i hate to I, I mean look i'm not i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be a pessimist or a downer here but like i always look forward to these raids but they're like a quick flash in the pan they're like one and done oh yeah you know what i mean like the fact that they never quite stick around long enough i think is my biggest complaint and that they you know they don't challenge i don't know man like i'm i'm definitely excited for this but uh you almost want them to like do it like they do with dungeons and have a hard mode version where you go back and revisit them in another fashion yeah, yeah, I li- and I like the story from this a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm pretty uh, pretty fascinated by what's going on in there. Uh, and then we've got this. Uh, we've got this last. Oh, I'm going to sleep through this part. This uh, last trailer here. Uh, now I don't. I what is this exactly? What is what is Garo? Do you know? It's not in America. Okay. Yeah. No. It's uh. It's based on a Japanese um television series. Yeah. It's not Golden Knight Garo. It's called. It's not uh, like no. it's not like what they normally do crossovers. Like I'm used to like cutesy anime crossovers. This looks more like Samurai's meets. I don't even know what to call it. it well, well, it says uh, uh, the the plot of this show is that it focuses on the life of uh, Kuga Saizima, who has assumed the title of Makai Knight to protect humanity against dark demonic manifestation called horrors. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely... This is something... I could get into this a lot more than I could 
yokai. Oh one. god, yeah. amen. Yeah, if you're gonna do a collaboration, this looked a little cooler. Yeah, that's that's what I'll give you. Is that it's definitely uh, got a much. I think it's gotten way more of an appeal than anything like Yokai Watch. And did. no fake grinding. And I mean, the thing is, though, is I'm not sure that I would ever like since I don't have an attachment to this. Like, there might be one or two pieces that I would go for for glamour. Yeah. But other than that, I, I'm not. I'm not really sure what the huge appeal. Although that fucking metal horse is. Kind that, of, there's some cool mounts in there. That's pretty. You can badass. get them through PVP and Gold Saucer. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no fates this time. Good. Amen. I'm all for that. Um, more crossovers like this, Square Enix. Yeah, if you're going to do a crossover, this is much better. Uh, yeah, and let's let's you know, uh, I I do like that they're putting an emphasis on gear as a reward. Now, here's the thing, though. Okay, with this comes a little bit of criticism. How how come they can do this? for a crossover event with an anime that I've never heard of, but they can't seem to figure out putting in exclusive gear rewards to something like a full system that they end up putting in the game like Palace of the Dead. If what, this what? was the rewards that came from Palace of the Dead, yeah. holy crap. Even even if it was like a weird crossover thing like this is, like, dude, I there are people that would grind for that. I would grind for that. Some of that gear looks bad fucking ass. Yeah, and even people, though I have no connection to that anime, like, I would definitely be going after some of that. Like gold I masks, just, it looks cool. It just broke my heart to think there are more people who put more time and effort into Yokai Watch than they did Deep Dungeon. That's what I'm saying, though. You got you got exclusive uh, gear from Yokai Watch that you didn't get from Palace of the Dead. How is that justifiable? Like, why am I why am I the asshole for going like, yeah, Palace of the Dead didn't have a whole lot, but then you got Yokai Watch fucking off over here with their stupid cutesy bullshit. I mean, like all of that. That takes development time. So why is it a better use of time to do the Yokai Watch crossover than it is to do... I'm going to play the devil's advocate for you. Okay, okay. sure. All right. So the reason they, they're not going to put it into Palace of the Dead is because they want everyone to have a chance to get it. You don't have a chance to get it with Palace of the Dead? So here's here's my suggestion. Don't develop the fucking Yokai Watch gear because it's stupid, kitschy, and dumb, and like not gonna have that much of a crossover appeal with your audience, and instead make exclusive gear that's not Yokai Watch themed that comes out of something like Palace of the Dead. Not this doesn't make sense. For it. This is a holiday event, so when it ends. Suddenly, nobody can get it now. Why not put it into your Palace of the Dead or, or your raids or whatnot? Oh, you know, you know, you know they're going to put that into the cash shop. That's Don't the problem, even yeah. fucking lie. You know it's going to be in the cash that, shop. Oh, man, what a cool use of Palace of the Dead if they would start putting gear like that in there. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, that's what I've been saying is that, like, that's what... That's that's what the the loot system of Palace of the Dead was lacking. That's sort of what the loot system of even Diadem was lacking. Mm. And speaking of Diadem, speaking of, I knew you, you saw you saw where I was I going. I saw where that was going. Very well done. Here we go. The exploratory mission revamp. The whole system's getting overhauled. How do you feel? I don't know. Oh, all right. This is not exactly what I wanted. This is not <laughs> really? exactly what I had thought. 
uh, they were talking about. But, I mean, some of it seems pretty cool. So, uh, you've got the complete revamp. Upon the implementation of Patch 3.5, the current exploratory mission content will be closed. Yes. That's kind of a bummer. A little bit yeah. of a bummer. I mean, I, it just... What, the three oh, people still doing it can't? No, the fact, that, the fact that they completely abandoned the concept instead of trying to figure out how to make it work. Like, that, to me is a little bit more troubling than we've added some features to Diadem to try to make it more sustainable. That's what they could have done. That's what they could have really, in in theory, been doing the whole time, but they just chose not to. That's what kind of bothers me, is that Mm. their willingness to give up on it is what concerns me. Uh, The revamped exploratory mission content will be released in the far edge of fate. That's patch 3.5, part two. Yes. Part two, just so you guys know. Uh, The material and other items that can be obtained in the current exploratory mission content will be available. Entry to revamp exploratory missions will be separated into two categories, hunting and gathering. Uh, So spoils uh, or equipment can be obtained by having a NPC unlock a lockbox. Interesting. Equipment stats will be randomly generated when receiving the uh, rewards. Uh, Item rewards uh, for completing explorations will be automatically placed into your inventory, and there will be instances where treasure caskets appear upon defeating monsters. This last bit, I thought, is what would interest you. So there are also some anomalous elements of this system as well, which is a weird way to sort of word how these mechanics function. Right. But there are uh, multiple battle events that will occur spontaneously. A special raid will occur uh, in a specific area once a certain limit has been reached, and everyone will have to find a way to fight against a large boss. Now, this means... Th- like. What do you guys think this means? Like, there's certain conditions that you have to fill to be able to pop a boss in the first place? That's what it sounds like. That's or a special kind of what it raid. Like, yeah. that, that almost sounds like a Quapolis or something like that. A Quapolis. The whole everybody coming together, that reminds me of, like, Besieged. Yeah, kind of. And, uh, like, a large boss, maybe you have to, like, attack different parts of it because they, they kind of, like, stress you have to find a way to fight against a large boss. I don't know. I mean, it, it. It's. I mean, in the one hand, one reading of that, a special raid will occur in a specific area once a certain time limit has been reached. That almost sounds like a penalty. Uh, it says certain limit. It doesn't specify time. Right. Oh, well, a, a certain, certain limit, limit has oh, been yeah. reached. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that could possibly mean. Like defeating a certain number of monsters, types of monsters. Maybe it's something like like. A counter that's going up across all exploratory missions that are happening, and then whoever that whoever trips see. the one gets to do it. That that's not unlike the way that old Diadem was working, and no one really liked that. I mean, that's not that far away from lights and like having like party lights and stuff like that from Abyssia. I'm not sure that they would end up adding something like that. Hmm. The only thing that I, I heard out of here that sounded like a busy was the treasure caskets after mobs drop or after mobs die. No, no, no. I'm talking about the old diadem. Oh, the, the way oh, that okay, you would, yeah, yeah. The way that you would have your pop, your your pop uh, variable build up over time with more kills and stuff like that. That was sort of similar to. Oh, what I'm kind of thinking is like it's it's like got a counter going across everyone who's doing exploratory missions and then you know when we when we get to a thousand completed whichever person hits that one thousandth one 
a special raid spawns for their group man yeah, not, not just for their group but in their instance in their instance yeah that's kind of like a page out of Diablo 2's playbook from back in the day. You're not wrong. That's also not that different from like a sandworm type, uh, yeah, type thing. Which I thought, which I always thought was really cool. Sandworm was amazing. I always thought I, the way that they did the sandworm, where it would just warp you into a whole other zone. Yeah, that was fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, sandworm was awesome. I don't know, oh. man. I don't know. Um, like the the exploratory missions seem pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, it looks like you're going to be set out with a set of expectations to fill and you get rewards for doing them. I don't know, man. I'm not sure how I feel about this. I feel like with this one, they gave us a lot of information while giving us no information. Yeah, (laughs) that's what this felt like. As I was reading through the slides, I'm like, there's nothing really in. It's a lot of words that don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Everyone will have to find a way to fight against a large boss. I don't know what what that could. What does that mean? Like I, I, I'm picturing like a humongous boss that has different parts of it. You have to fight, maybe. Yeah, actually, one group has to go fight the tail. One kind of interesting. Instead of just having like these pop tiers, right? Where you like, all right, you find a bunch of three star monsters. Eventually, you get a four star. Maybe you'll get a five star. This idea that maybe there's like you know five or six special bosses, but it's not just one thing that pops. Right, it's it's something like I don't know. Maybe you get this like Cthulhu type thing when you have like a main eye somewhere, but you can't damage that unless all of the tentacles on different random islands are taken down first, and you have a time limit to find them and defeat them. Interesting. I mean, there's also there's also like fulfilling different conditions to pop different specific notorious monsters, but then the I think that the loot pool would have to be a lot more static than what it is like what they've outlined for how spoils would be determined yeah i mean if it had a different i don't know the i think the reward system is really going to be key on this one like how are they going to reward uh participation in this that's i think that's going to be super 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 critical for the success or failure of this mm-hmm. i mean to be fair that that is long term the success or failure of any system in an mmo the reward system yeah 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 well i mean it does sort of seem like when you lay everything out once you have 3.5 out right and you lay out the content that we're gonna have to take us through in between 3.55 and 4.0 right that you've got content that serves sort of specific functions. You've got your dungeon content, which that all sort of serves to give you uh, your anima weapon, right? And give you lore and tome gear. You've got uh, your, I guess you could consider them your side quest pieces where uh, you go to Palace of the Dead to get your uh, weapon and you go to Diadem to potentially get, excuse me get your gear uh and then you've got raiding where you go to get weapons and gear and be okay receive the the hardest challenge when you lay out all the content sort of like that that actually seems like a fairly good spread of mmo content well balanced actually and now they're saying that uh these but it doesn't feel like that like it doesn't why doesn't it it? yeah why didn't that ever feel like that as we were going through it yeah well and they're also now saying that zervon's uh savage mode is going to be on par in difficulty with a12s 
Interesting. Yeah. So, and I mean that when you think about it, that makes sense. They're gonna have so much time between now and Stormblood to get geared up. That that's by true. the end of it, it'll you probably want, feel normal. Yeah, you want something that's that it should be harder. You know, I think that's one of the things that Square Enix didn't really take into account with the Alexander raids was that look like when you restart. Uh, you know, when you restart an expansion like you, it, I know that all of us were saying at the time, like the difficulty shouldn't go down, like it should increase in difficulty. But I don't think that you can sustain that increase like that's no, not no. I don't think that was a reasonable expectation on our part necessarily, and that it probably would have been better for them to say, OK, since this is a new cycle, we're going to start training you guys on new make it make new the first techniques. run a little bit easier and yeah. then make it harder as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, the, and then and then really make the end of it very difficult and sustainable for that gap that you're going to have to close in between 3.55 and 4.0 i mean shit you know like that's that's the thing about this show fuck we talk a lot of shit but we're wrong a lot i mean yeah you know that's that's the fun part of the show is that discussion is inherently discussion like no one is right or wrong in this kind of stuff you can't be afraid to be wrong right yeah that and that that too that too um but the discussion is where where you get the you know the 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 really interesting parts uh you know like that caller who had suggested the uh you know possibly more versatile uh application of red mage uh you know in in being a flexible class in ways that we hadn't considered before those discussions i think are way more interesting than just a, a bland recitation of this sure. is exactly what we know and that conversation like on its whole is it likely that red mage will be anything like that no but is it a fun conversation to have yeah absolutely absolutely and and that's the thing that the speculation is really where i find the most fun oh yeah um and and that's the you know like just like square enix has to be prepared to be wrong sometimes and you know we've got to be prepared to be wrong sometimes we make suggestions we throw suggestions out very cavalierly for two reasons a because they don't mean anything our suggestions don't carry any weight they barely carry any weight with the community and they sure as fuck (laughs) don't carry any weight with square enix so you know all of you people who are like oh my god your suggestions are so terrible you're gonna end up ruining this game it's okay nobody listens to them anyway (laughs) and no one at se is like well we are suggested this right but it's fun it's fun to have those discussions it's fun to get all worked up and riled up about it and and uh i i, I love the uh you know the the energy of the chat room when they were just you know they started right away going about speculating oh, yeah, yeah absolutely there's a lot to go nuts about and i and i truly do appreciate that about uh you know uh this game and this community and uh about this time of year you know like when we get together around things like fan fests whether we actually get to be there in person like we were able to out in Vegas or whether, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, care, uh, covering it vicariously uh, out at, uh, you know, with it being out in Japan or in Germany this year. Uh, you know, th- this is a really exciting time because it gets it really gets like the the gears moving like it gets a lot of people really speculating and hyping. And uh, I think that that's that's where the fun that's like half of the fun of an MMO is. 
uh, whereas the other half is actually playing it and 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 with the developers delivering a uh, you know really good and fun game experience at the end of the day um, so uh, we appreciate all your calls today guys uh, uh, it's it's been fun hearing from you and listening to your speculation keep speculating and we're gonna want to yeah. hear those uh, next week when we come back for uh, episode number 94 of limit break radio uh, there's gonna be could have been 94 first episode, <laughs> first episode of uh, 2017 right uh will it, be? Will it, it be? be i think so right yeah yeah, yeah that's the first the first <laughs> we're gonna be New very day. we're gonna be very hungover yes we are <laughs> But aren't we always? Did we already commit to this? I think we already no, we did. did uh, no. So we can still pull out of this? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know. Technically, Patreon was our commitment to go week. Oh. You're right. The only day we missed this year was Mother's Day. Yeah. And that's for, like, that's totally justifiable. Oh, yeah. Fuck, guys, moms are heroes. Moms are heroes. Moms especially are Justice's mom. Damn it. Fucked it up. Yeah, moms are tough. Justin's going to be so upset with me. He is. He's going to be really disappointed with you. How does that make you feel? It's all right, because I nailed that FF10 role-playing thing earlier. That's true. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be here on New Year's Day. We'll be sharing your collective suffering and hangovers. Uh, so come hang out with us. Uh, we'll be here at 1 p.m. Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, and, yeah, we're definitely going to want to hear from you. We want to hear all about your predictions, what you think the Spider-Man t-shirt could mean, uh, what you possibly think Red Mage could end up looking like, and how you feel about Stormblood moving forward. Because this is, again, this is a huge dump of information about Stormblood. People are making their decisions every time one of these big dumps of information ends up coming out. And I'm, I'm curious what the sentiment is. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, of course, you can do that. Limit Break Radio on Skype 810-515-8715 LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord is the way that you can do that. You can add those while we're off the air so that while you join us live, you'll be already added to the Skype list and on the Discord server, you won't have to worry about how to connect. Guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us here today and wish you a very Merry Christmas. It's been uh, it's been fun. It's always fun hanging out with you guys on Sunday. There was uh, a lot of uh, moaning and groaning about getting people here uh to to do this show today and uh, i'm really glad uh, scalia and and Kahlo, i'm really glad that you were able to make time uh uh with your families and everything and uh, uh, i'd actually whoa merry christmas lbr please don't do a squirrel oh raggins oh, raggins. raggins you beautiful Funny. bastard i can't see it how much was it a hundred dollars oh raggins thank you so much we're gonna spend yes. all all hundred of those dollars on alcohol that's yeah, what we're that's do. correct you said don't pull a scurrow but i think that's exactly what we're gonna do <laughs> in the interest of transparency with where your money goes just being honest it's going to booze this just time letting you know uh no but uh, th- thank you for the generosity raggins we appreciate uh, also, it speaking of the christmas spirit too um i was gonna mention earlier in the show but sentence right at the end here after this show is done here guys make sure you stick around because i'm going to be doing a special christmas stream for you guys <gasps> with the last guardian santa Carlo. oh how nice is gonna oh. be hanging out and playing the last guardian so if you want to uh, check out uh what is it team eco or project eco's latest release that has taken almost 10 years in and of itself uh you can check that out that's coming up next here with Kahlo live on the twitch stream we've we're we've been trying so before we let you go i just want to kind of talk about what's been going on here at limit break radio because the stream has been pretty quiet in the last couple of weeks uh you know we we keep talking about the things that we've been working on 
so the first thing that I wanted to talk about was the Patreon. Uh, the Patreon uh, is is doing awesome, guys. I really want yeah. to thank you for all of your generosity. Uh, we're currently sitting at $2,100 incoming every month. That is a really, really great baseline to be able to sustain what we do. Uh, you guys are, are making that happen, and uh, thank you so much. Uh, the second thing is, is I, uh, we want to let everyone know who has uh, placed a $20 uh, monthly donation to uh, Patreon that the first round of postcards have gone out. Yep. You should actually be seeing them any day now. They, um, I placed that order on the 20th and it told me to expect around five days for delivery. I figured that's probably business days and to keep in mind it is the holidays yeah. as well. So with it, probably within this coming week sometime. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let us let us know via like Twitter and Facebook and stuff when you start to see them just so that we know that, you know, have an idea of when when people should be looking for them. That's right. And with only six days left, seven days left in uh, in, in December, uh, you guys will be seeing the December postcard here very shortly. So if you wanted to get a preview of the first postcard that you missed out from for November, you could check that out over at our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Limit Break Radio like it while you're there uh and uh, you can see the awesome artwork of escalia that those who gave twenty dollars in the month of november to our patreon account will be receiving in the mail now those are exclusive you can only get those by signing up at a twenty dollar a month level over at patreon.com slash limit break radio and if you stay signed up at that level you will continue receiving those exclusive postcards for as long as you're signed up we're making this a long-term program i'm actually really upset like I, there was this was bad foresight and playing on my part, but you realize that Escalia's is going to be the rarest one. Woo! That's appropriate. I love it. That's yes. a, that's appropriate. Uh, my card is going to be the Black Lotus of our card game. You know, it's not a card game. It's going to be. It, it might turn into one. Uh, <laughs> Any, anyway, no, but uh, if 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 that sounds like something that uh, you want to get in on, patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio is where that happens. We've also got the very first demo recording of our brand new show that is due out in February. We can't talk about it until after the first of the year. Or no, I'm sorry, after... The f- after the fourth, after January fourth, that's when the first uh, uh, media packet goes out. That's when the first press release goes out. So, not the next episode, but the episode following, we're actually going to be able to tell you a lot more about our new project, and uh, we'll be actually sharing more session recordings. We've got three more session recordings. The first one that I posted was only half of the first session recording. Oh. So, we'll get the full two-hour session recording and the two other two-hour session recordings uh, that. Uh, we've done so far posted and that will happen before we talk about it on this show so in the next two weeks that's going to happen over at patreon.com slash limit break radio a dollar a month is all it takes to get access to that so if that sounds like something interesting that you want to take a listen to and also if you are a patreon uh right now I, I do want to invite you to go over and listen to it and and please encourage you to provide us feedback. Uh, this is the first time that we've ever tried something like this. In fact, this is the first time that anyone has ever tried something like this. So uh, your feedback is going to be hugely, hugely important to us moving forward. And uh, we want you to be our test audience. So if you want to become part of our test audience, 
patreon.com slash limit break radio is where that happens but thank you guys so much for your support whether it be through patreon or paypal you guys make this show possible and so it makes it an easy decision to piss off the entirety of our families to be here and hang out with you on christmas to talk about all of these exciting announcements honestly i think i think we probably would have taken this weekend off had it not been for the Japanese fan fest. And uh I'm I you know it's it's a bit serendipitous that it ended up working out that way. Uh and and I'm glad that it did and I'm glad that you guys uh you know made time to to join us. This has been this has been a lot of fun uh to uh to to hang out with you guys uh you know week after week and uh to share this holiday with you guys is uh is really special. Um so thank you to all of you that decided to tune in and to say fuck you to your families to tune in. Uh so but no honestly thank you to everyone who's told their family to screw off right now so that's just awesome i really appreciate it guys uh this has been uh, a lot of fun and i'm glad that we've been able to talk about this uh we'll be back next week at 1 p.m here at twitch.tv slash limit break radio uh that's gonna be it i want to thank uh, our non-existent uh our base crew like we had no the skeleton intern- crew the, right we here. had no interns this week no interns no producers no nothing you want to Every- talk about the bare minimum to run a show i'm, t- I'm look i'm telling you man i'm telling you the dedication of limit break radio is measured in episodes like this like this may not be the most entertaining episode this may not be everyone's favorite episode it doesn't have fanfic readings it doesn't have the racist roulette it doesn't have all of the fun shit that we normally do on limit break radio but i think that the real you know like the real nuts and bolts of this show is made in episodes like this because you see the level of dedication that we're willing to put forth as a crew to make sure it gets done don't ever forget that don't ever doubt it and uh if you like what you hear patreon.com slash limit break radio again i want to thank uh my crew who took the holiday off which good for them we allowed them to and we're happy that they're able to spend time with their family of course Fuck that's them that's Skuro, papa and kooky thank you guys so much for everything that you do for this show uh i want to thank the uh two members of the crew that were down we're, they're normally normally very very good about their attendance but happy holidays merry christmas shout outs go out to Nika Kayanian as well as Juxtaposition and for those that showed up of course Ascali Arayumasa being here in studio. Kahlo Landis joining us over Skype. My name's Aniro. Merry Christmas. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Escalia Rayumasa. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Urexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, Dark Flux, Null Packet, Share a heart slot and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. 
Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. (laughs) 